Welcome to Talk About. On Talk About, our goal is to sit down with open-minded people for open and honest discussion. No judgment, no hidden agenda, just getting the conversation started. This week we're joined by featured guest and special contributor to the show, Matt, aka Max White. Listen in as we discuss topics such as interesting occurrences in Toronto, what Black Lives Matter means to us, and George Floyd. Enjoy the show. All right, my friend. Well, welcome aboard. What's up? Cheers. Cheers. I don't want welcome aboard. That was terrible. Now we're going to keep it in. (laughs) (laughs) Just going to keep it in. What do you expect, right? I mean, this is... uh, as professional as it you gets. Know, I went on a cruise and they didn't even say welcome aboard. No, <laughs> oh. no, because well, it's all aboard is the train. Yeah, all aboard. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You remember that? You remember that from 1862? I don't know when. Yeah, I took a lot of train trips. When were trains even? I don't invented? even think any time I took a train ship, they yelled out or train trip, they yelled out all aboard. Actually, TTC, they used to do that on the subway. Yeah, I didn't really ride the subway much. I never really liked it. So, but it used to just ding that. Ding, ding, ding. Oh yeah, 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 that was. Did you totally. ever ride on it when the guy stuck his head out, like the the window? Like he would stick his head out the window to make sure that there's nobody like running for the doors because he was controlling. Oh, I don't remember that. Okay, maybe. I don't know. That yeah, was, uh, it was an interesting setup. I hated. I just hated the subway. I just hate. I came from a small town and moving to Toronto. I did not like it. the cast of characters that were on the subway. Oh my god! I know. You'd think though, because I'm a pretty big guy, that it wouldn't bother me, but it fucking did. I hated it. Yeah, I don't blame you though. Like yeah. it's not. It's not a fun. I saw some fun. weird shit when I first moved down here that made me almost move right the fuck back home. Oh really? So, like what? Yeah. Uh, I once saw. <laughs> I once saw a homeless guy, uh, line up in. Um, the lane of the cars at a stoplight the light was red he went went out and got down almost in like a not like a starting position but he had like he was bent over and he had his arms out behind him oh and then, almost like a skiing like. yeah almost and he was standing there and he was looking up and the light turned green and he fucking ran through the intersection as fast as he could like there was a car beside him driving he ran through the intersection as fast as he could got to the other side where the crosswalk was stopped at the crosswalk turned and walked to the other side of the road normally like as if nothing fucking happened this was like my first week living in toronto and i had told my mom like so many fucking times that i was like this city is fucking crazy uh, whatever. And uh, that was like the first week that happened. And I remember I called that night and I'm like, I'm fucking coming home. <laughs> so I, yeah, it, like that was, that was fucking crazy. That was nuts. I don't blame you. I, that, so I'm uh, sorry. I thought at first when you were talking about it, I thought you were talking about the subway. And then Oh like, yeah. Oh, wait, sorry. No, I just meant like, I saw some weird ass shit, but like in the subway, mm. I saw a guy, uh, <laughs> I saw a guy who was green from head to toe. Like he got, he had shit poured on him. His hair was all like stuck to the side of his head and he was carrying a bucket of fish, like live fish. And they were big, like they weren't like little fucking goldfish. They were like so I think he was down like fishing. I don't know if he got some shit dumped on him or whatever, but anyway, he was he's carrying a big live bucket of fish and like be, I remember he was homeless cuz he he didn't smell very good, but that could have been from being in the fucking water. I don't know. Anyway, some other homeless dude came up to him and was like, "Hey dude, are you all right?" And the guy wouldn't even talk to him and I was just like what the fuck is happening in this goddamn city? That was, uh, I got it up and moved. Uh, I sat on the subway once and there was a guy who sat across from me and he put his, uh, 
hands down on his knees with both like middle fingers up and was like staring me in the eyes. Like he was giving me the fingers. And I was like, this guy, this guy's going to want to fucking fight. And I don't know what I was doing other than sitting there. So I got up and left. I sat down and this has nothing to do with her, her race or anything like that. But uh, an Asian woman sat down beside me on the subway one time, cocked her ass and farted. <laughs> like literally lifted her you know how people, like you get, you're sitting down you get yeah. fart you fucking lift she lifted her fucking ass cheek and pointed right at me and just <laughs> and that's basically what it's not it was a little <laughs> <laughs> so yeah sorry that, yeah that was all the, the weird ass shit on the subway that other dude in the intersection that was just fucking Toronto I guess yeah. no that's that's all good I, there's no shortage of weird shit to experience yeah. on uh, on TTC and, and yeah. especially downtown I think I mean, I've had my fair share of weird things, but one of the creepier things was I was going to my girlfriend's at the time. Yeah. It was Jane and Finch. So it was like at the other end of the, yeah, exactly. That was, that's a whole other animal right there. Uh, But, uh, but yeah, so I was there street, like the the subway wasn't packed, but there were people standing Yeah, and there was this uh, young girl standing. She had her hand, you know, she was holding the pole. Like she was in the middle of the subway. And she's, she's got her hand like hip high, right? She's not holding it up. Yeah, yeah. She's got it hip high. This guy comes onto the subway and he stands beside her. Mm. Like they're holding onto the same metal yeah. pole, right? Yeah. And then I'm watching them and the streets or the cars started to fill up a little bit, but there's still plenty of space for everybody. Yeah. And he starts to creep a little closer with his body. Oh, fuck. Towards the pole. And I'm like, uh, what the fuck? I don't know how old I was at the time. Probably like early 20s. Yeah. And I am not a fighter at all. I would have been fat at that point in time. Oh. That's pretty much all I had going for me. Yeah. Is a little bit of weight behind a, a punch. Yeah. Had, you know, had I had to give one. But yeah. So anyways, so I watched this for a few stops. And the girl was getting more and more, you know, nervous. You could right. see it on her face. Yeah. So finally, I just said to her hey do you want to sit down or whatever like blah 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 and she sat down but and the guy got off like he, he looked really did he get yeah off? Oh, i'm sure he did <laughs> i don't know if he looked spooked yeah or if he was yeah it was aftershocks yeah i don't really know but either way this guy was a fucking creeper yeah and uh like i i, I felt bad for her i mean but that's the creepy shit that you get on ttc man it's, yeah it's wild it's wild in the city yeah i yeah when i moved down here um I, another uh, girl from my hometown was already down here and I grew up with her, which I'm sure you're Vanessa. You remember? Yep. So we were out one day and we were going on the subway and shout out to Mythbusters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we were just walking through the subway and she, uh, was walking beside me and all of a sudden she turns to me, she goes, did you fucking see that? And I was like, no, apparently, uh, some dude was walking towards her and right as he got before he put up her, his fucking hand and grabbed her fucking boob and then just kept on walking like nothing happened what yeah and just and she was like did you fucking see well and she's she's awesome she's got such a great she just laughed it off like I, some people probably wow. would have been pretty creeped out and fucking but she laughed it off and was like what the fuck was that and i'm like yeah and i didn't even see it i was like literally right beside her but yeah so i mean that there's creepy fucking people everywhere uh our friend stacy will tell you she came down to toronto and we were walking down the street this was down in the um down on fucking richmond but, and I can't remember what uh, the name of the bar was that we were going. Oh, Vinny's, I think, is where we were going. Anyway, there was like a doorway cut out, and we were walking past it. And some fucking dude 
leaned out of the doorway at her and he was like rubbing his hands together and he's like i hate it when my hands touch things and my hands need to be clean and it was like the creepiest fucking thing and we just stacy kind of you know her fucking big boisterous laugh she kind of laughed at him was like okay fucking and we kept on fucking going down the street and then she laughed all the way down she's like what the fuck was that and i'm like yeah i don't know but yeah, there's creepy fucking people out there. That is, I mean, you know, it's it's obviously a big city, of course, and so you know, in in P town, yeah, where you uh, where you originate from. Oh yeah, the uh, the dark recesses of, uh, <laughs> um, sil- uh, I was gonna say Silicon Valley. <laughs> No, not that. <laughs> not not even close. No. Um, I mean, you've got some some interesting characters there too, but obviously it's a smaller sample size of people, yep. and you know, it's just a completely different setup. Yeah. So yeah, it was not uh, at that point. I uh, lived in Toronto for a few years, so I kind of had adapted. But yeah, it was uh, still never been a huge fan of the city. Yeah. So still to this day, even though I don't live here anymore, but. Still not a huge fan. <laughs> I like being on the outskirts, man. Yeah. I like being on the outskirts. Um, one of the other crazy things that happened to me on uh, TTC, on the subway, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, was uh, we had just watched David Cronenberg's Rabid. It's a, it's an old movie, horror movie. Like he, he, oh, yeah, yeah I've exactly. never seen it. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely have not seen nope. that. Yeah, we'll have f- further conversations about horror movies. Oh, but... Um, it's basically it's about people getting rabies essentially you know okay. it's, it's it's a virus as you do yep. yeah and so when these people become sick all i remember from that movie is that they have this loud high pitch squeal uh-huh. right and that's when you know you're you're fucked yep. you're, you're basically you're done for yeah right we're on the subway we're going downtown doing whatever subway car stops and the lights start flickering which was also another thing, if I recall from that movie. I, I'm actually, it's, I'm actually going to be watching it again uh, very soon. But no, no uh, not this weekend. Yeah, well, <laughs> that would classify as very soon. And, uh, and so the lights would flicker and stuff like that to indicate, you know, something is not right. Yeah. So we were on the subway. Subway stops. Lights start flickering. Right. And I'm like, this is this is not. I wasn't a massive fan of horror at that point yeah. in time. This early teens. And then I hear this person in the streetcar, I swear to God, deliver the same high-pitched fucking squeal as oh, the people fuck. in the movie. And I looked at the, the guy I was with, a friend of mine at the time, and I was like, we're dead. <laughs> it's over. Like, this is the fucking movie coming yeah. to fruition right yeah. here in front of our very eyes in Toronto. The funny thing about all of that, yeah. I didn't know it at the time, but David Cronenberg is actually from Toronto. Oh, shit. Or he's, he's Canadian. I don't know if he's from Toronto. Yeah. But he's he's Canadian. Yeah. Uh, Kat is moving down into Toronto. Yeah. She she secured a, a place down there. Oh, nice. And okay. the place that she is renting in is the same place one of his other movies, uh, Videodrome, does a lot of the shooting there. So we're watching this movie, Videodrome, from the 80s. I believe it's 84. Fuck. And we're watching this shit. And we're like, oh, my God, that's right down. That's... Your condo was right there. It yeah. wasn't even a thought at that point in time, but your yeah. condo was right behind where the camera is oh, right fuck. now. This is wild. Like just so yeah, I'm I'm imagining that we're gonna see a lot of diseased, uh, freaky ass people down there, especially considering coronavirus and and uh, and the fact that Toronto is just uh, infested. Well, they say. Inf- yeah. I mean, like I know that people like to talk about you know the amount of people, yeah. uh, you know statistics and stuff like that, but yeah, it's, it's still a hotspot. So yeah, yeah, it's gonna be tough. I had uh, 
I had some serious orders on my trip down here not to go anywhere near the city. <laughs> so, uh, not that I had any plans to go into the city, but I basically fucking drove right through. Yeah. And did not stop. I probably will not stop on the way home either. No, no. So, I mean, it's it's uh, it's gotten to the point now where, uh, like we were talking about just before we came on, uh, with the cases climbing and kind of having to, you know, get ready and prepare for the, the second wave that's already yeah. here, yeah. Uh, you... I'm like I I bowed out of Thanksgiving, like yeah. it's just it's not that I don't trust my family and it's not yeah. that I don't want to be around them of course yeah. but it's like it's not worth no the concern and effort just to yeah. prove like I I don't I don't have to prove to the virus that uh you know I'm going to have all all of the the same freedoms that I did before because the yeah. reality is the freedoms are not there. No. And I want to do things the way that I want to do them and if I can't do them and it's not safe, I'm just choosing not to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh yeah. I mean, but you I guys are in a different position, right? Like yeah, we have uh, is, is completely Town baby, we have uh in Lambton County, which is not just Petrolia, but we right now we have three active cases. Ooh. That's uh whew tripled that is uh, as <laughs> an outbreak if i've weeks. ever heard one yeah so we uh we were i think i don't know what our actually highest was i think it, I don't know, it was like 15 or something but anyway uh we're at we're we went down we had one for the longest time and now we're back up to three that's our second wave down there but still i mean we're still taking all the same precautions and everything and like i uh it was my wife who said that i wasn't allowed to go into the city and that if i was coming down to see you i was just driving right through she's uh Rightfully so. She's she's worried. She's a frontline worker, and she's a bit worried. So, um, there was a lot of conversations before I came down here about the safety of this trip, and uh, the same thing I told her, which I've been telling everybody, is I'm not going to live in fear anymore. I mean, I did that in the beginning, but I'm not going to not be safe and not you know I'm not planning on going out. And I mean, uh, the whole mask thing and the big mask debate and everybody fighting about fucking masks and all that bullshit, whatever, regardless. But when people get into a store and they have a mask on, all of a sudden they feel like they're wearing a fucking iron suit that they're never going to get. Because they're right on top of you. They're fucking bumping into you. Like, we're still practicing social distancing. And that's that's the big thing is social distancing. And I we can keep that for the rest of my fucking life because I love that shit. But if you get a mask on, you're... And the other ones that just wear these fucking face shields that don't even have a mask underneath. They're still right up on you. Like, everything's hunky-dory. Mm. I'm like, that doesn't even come in your face, bitch. Like, get the fuck back. I had said to <laughs> Pat the other day because we, we got some of those those face masks. Yeah, yeah. We saw them downstairs. Yep. And, like, I, I'm like, we should just go to wearing both of them. Why the hell not? Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. Like, they're, yep. the people that are in the in stores and, and just out in public and stuff like that in general, yep. uh, they, they feel that that mask is... is uh, is the absolute answer yeah to not you know contracting it and not giving it or anything like that and, and the reality is that there hasn't even been stipulations put forward by the government or health or health officials to indicate what our safety like what the safety levels of these masks need to be yeah. i've been wearing a mask that god love her my neighbor made yeah which i love because of the print yeah but I don't know if it's safe. Like yeah. it's better than wearing nothing, but it, there's there's nothing even to indicate whether or not what people are wearing is enough. Well, and the other thing is is the the cleanliness of the masks. It's like yeah. if you have one that was made for you, like I do as well. How often is everybody washing their masks? Mm -hmm. That's the other thing. And 
I mean, if you're wearing it every day for like two weeks straight and you're not washing it at any time and during those two weeks, then it's fucking saturated with whatever it's coming out of your mouth and out of your nose as it is. So I'm sure at that point it's not safe anymore. My problem is, is my wife has a whole bunch of the little surgical masks. Um, so if we stop and I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I left my other mask at home. She gives me one of those, but the problem with those, they don't fit me. My head's too fucking big. Yeah. I get them on my ears. And then next thing you know, I'm in a store and fucking mask pops off my ear and my whole face is exposed. And I feel like I just pulled my pants down and my fucking dick's <laughs> hanging out because everybody stops and stares at you like, Jesus. Oh, what are you doing? Like, fuck. It's like, <laughs> your, it's like your face is the incredible yeah. Hulk and it's just tearing through. Yeah. The mask. It was almost as bad as we went to, uh, uh, Marshall's the one day. And I fucking sneezed in the store and oh, yeah. you could hear fucking buttholes slam shut and everybody staring at me. I said, it's, it is, it is less embarrassing to fart in public now than it is to fucking sneeze. Oh yeah. Like, you know what I, else is less embarrassing? <laughs> no. <laughs> you just go right in and fucking, and drop a bomb and nobody gives a shit. Yeah. But you sneeze, get the fuck out because oh, they're yeah. running you out of the store. Yeah. 100% you're infected and that's what they're taking. I sneezed inside my mask and that is one of the most disgusting things oh. that you're ever going to do. Well, I mean, any more disgusting than seeing uh, certain NFL coaches on the sidelines with basically cheeseburgers hitting the front of their masks. Oh my God, that was that. That was week one, right? <laughs> was Fucking, he could have he could have fit a burger up underneath that mask. Oh, for sure. I mean, he had his pregame meal, and it was yeah. bur- it was a burger. He's well, apparently a cheeseburger fiend. Oh yeah, he does. Andy yeah. Reid. He mentioned it when they about. won the Super Bowl. I think when they were interviewing oh, yeah. the Super Bowl, he mentioned about going to have a cheeseburger. That's what he was going to do to celebrate. But yeah, him and then the other ones that are wearing them just over their nose yeah. and their mouth out, so they can talk on their microphones and and whatever. I mean, well, you had heard that the NFL has come out and said that they're oh, going to yeah, be fining them heavily, and I think yeah. draft picks have even been mentioned. Uh, yeah, well, they uh, they mentioned that, and then last night in the fucking game, uh, Greg Williams did, wasn't wearing a mask anytime they showed him on TV. <laughs> but did he have a doctor's note? Uh, maybe I have no idea. Uh, he probably. Probably has a fucking list of players he's got a bounty out on though in his pocket. So. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> hey, you gotta have a game plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. know it's it's um yeah I don't it, it is the new taboo to to which is difficult like sneezing and stuff like that in yeah. public, but it, which is difficult. Well, I just went through allergy season kicking off. Oh yeah, right, and that was brutal. Yeah, and you know, beginning of spring, beginning of fall is the same thing. And I didn't want to go out anywhere because I just no. didn't want people looking at me. Oh you know? yeah, I mean, fuck, I sneezed in that store once. That store once, and that was that was, that was it. That was it. I try not to go to the store anymore. I mean, as for debates and everything, I mean, is there more? controversial topic out there other than uh masks <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> i think that's pretty much it like that's the, that's the top of the heap yeah that's the end of the show ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we figured it out yeah uh yeah but the the mask thing it's it's tough uh coronavirus is is still kind of in everybody's life and everybody's face. And uh, I mean, I just read earlier that apparently Trump and uh, and uh, Melania or whatever have tested positive. I'm going to. You're going to refer to him as something? I'm gonna, no, I'm going to bow out of that one. I decided that uh, I, I fucking I watched that debate and I don't normally get into American politics because I don't understand them. I'll be the first to admit I don't understand any politics. As far as I'm concerned, they're all fucking liars and they're all about themselves. Anyway, I watched that debate and it was pure entertainment value for me. So I posted something online about the debate about Trump being a piece of shit or whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, I was immediately attacked by Trumpers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, listen, I don't give a fuck if he is a good president or he isn't. I said, that was shit. 
And Biden, too. I mean, I don't know. I don't know nothing about that guy. He could be a complete piece of shit, too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just voiced my opinion on him being a stupid, shitty human being. But, yeah, I heard today that he he has the coronavirus and so does, uh, what's her face there? Melania. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I, I have my thoughts on that, but, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's right before the election and he's telling everybody it's not a big deal, so mm-hmm. I'm... You, th- you think there might be like a, an angle that he's playing with this that he doesn't have it? Yeah, I mean, pardon. <laughs> yeah. What, what would be what would be the benefit to him with? So the... he's basically that was one of his things is that um, coronavirus isn't a big deal, and uh, you know Biden wants to shut down the fucking uh, country uh, because of the coronavirus, and you know it doesn't need to be shut down to so Trump because it's not it's not a big a deal. Mm. It's not a big deal. So he's got it. He's Bet you two weeks he's going to be super fine. Mm-hmm. Look me. I survived. Everybody else can survive. Open it all up. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, oh, remember to go out and vote. Yeah. Like it's, I don't know. I mean, to lie about something like that, especially with, you know, so many people dying, it's 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 horseshit. But uh, to hear some of the other stuff he lies about, I, I wouldn't put it past him. Well, I mean, that's so. that's the... that's. The, the story and the narrative that he's created right yeah. with with throwing so many things to the wall yeah. and whether that's a strategy or whether he can't control himself yeah. which has obviously been speculated yeah. uh and heavily talked about yeah i i don't really know yeah. I, I i mean i think that i don't know if there's much to gain for him lying about this at this point in time but yeah. if there is a way for him to spin it he'll spin yeah. it yeah so i will say again i don't know if he's a good president or not right He's a piece of shit human being. Yeah. That's what I'm stating. Yeah, that's the so point. I, so if you're going to come after me and tell me what a wonderful human being he is and what a wonderful president he is, then good for your opinion. But in my opinion, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I thought that long before he was president. Yeah. So anybody who says the shit that he says, uh, all that ever I needed to, to hear was when five... Uh, uh, five people were charged with rape in Central Park, and it came out later on that they were innocent and did not commit said rape, and were released from prison. He didn't give a shit about the facts and that they, what he wanted them to stay in prison, basically because they were black. So, mm-hmm. to me, piece of shit human being. Yeah, and I and I I didn't come prepared with a laundry list of the reasons why. Yeah. a lot of people think that way, but you're not you're not alone in no. that, right? There's a lot of people there that is feel a lot he's, of, yeah. he's a piece of garbage, and yeah. I mean, I've I've got some other good friends that uh, that get really heavily into it, yeah, and I've just stayed on the the outskirts of it, yeah. Um, but I mean, this is a this is a good segue into one of the main topics that we want to talk about today, yeah, which is gonna be um, it's gonna get emotional, and you know. I'm I'm not going to concern myself with people's opinions of our nope. thoughts and and our our emotions, uh, uh, whether good or bad. Uh, we don't claim to be professionals. Uh, we don't claim to know all the facts about everything. And if if you do know all the facts about everything, then God love you. Um, I yeah. I just don't have the time, no. uh, the the effort or the interest to to know absolutely everything there is to know about something. Although. Yeah. I do like to educate myself mm-hmm. on the topics and, and things that, that are of interest to me. And one of those things that we've been talking about for years 
yeah. uh, not just recently, um, is Black Lives Matter. Yep. Uh, and so we're gonna we're gonna get into some of this stuff. Uh, you know, some of our thoughts, some of our opinions, some of the things that you know we've talked about at length. Yes. And and we've kind of hit a wall on some of these things because we don't really know where else to go. We're, no. we're two white dudes, right? Yeah. Two white guys who like to think that, you know, we're, we're open-minded, uh, like to think that we, you know, we're open to hearing both sides of, uh, of, any, of any story. But the reality is that, um, you know, we're, we're never going to understand no. this, this whole scenario. That has not just been happening for the past four years plus since Kaepernick took a knee. Yeah, um, it's been happening for ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I uh, I just uh, yeah. Before I before I say that, I will say like you and I are in a similar situation where we both have very close friends and family members who are mm-hmm. uh, people of color. We're black, um, and. Uh, not just by, I have other family members that are from all over the world. But for me, I don't think it would have mattered whether I had family and friends. To me, it's a human decency thing. And I think, uh, you know, to, I will say black lives matter. And if you're right now saying to yourself, all lives matter, take the approach of Seth Rogen and say, go fuck yourself. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? I, I, Fine, that's how you want to fucking handle it. But just remember, nobody said all lives matter until somebody said black lives matter. And if you're a true all lives matter, then please tell me that you were standing down on the border of fucking Mexico and Texas or wherever the fuck that was when uh, a certain somebody was locking kids in a cage. I hope you were outside yelling all lives matter at that point Mm because I'm pretty sure you fucking weren't. Mm -hmm. So anyway... I, I think you know it's it's kind of interesting. You had sent um, a a meme. I, I think it's just classified as a meme. Yeah. Um, where it was talking about Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. and it was equating it to why does why does saying uh, Black Lives Matter what the retort to that in saying all lives matter mm-hmm. and they were were talking about in terms of the you know, I love you and I love my yeah. wife and and I, I, do you have that do you happen to have that tweet uh, or remember or remember what it said cuz I probably still have it, it was actually quite good and I was trying to remember exactly what it was but it was so it was longer and um, but yeah. I, I thought it was quite poignant and and I thought it made a lot of sense because you know for for a period of time I was wondering why not that black lives matter is a is a bad slogan or yep. a bad, I guess I shouldn't say slogan, but it's it it is it's a it's a rally cry. Yeah, right. So for me, Black Lives Matter is a is a statement. Um, I know there is a an organization uh, out there that is called Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. and uh, for me, it's a statement. I'm not. I'm gonna be honest. I haven't really researched the organization themselves. I've always taken it as a statement, and that's it. Um, I, I know people will tell you the bad things about that organization, but you can look in any organization and find the bad things about them, and whatnot. Um, I don't know. Uh, I was told it's a Marxist organization. Um, I've heard the same thing, and uh, that could be. I, but for me, it's a statement. For me to say Black Lives Matter, I'm talking about black lives uh i'm not talking about uh the 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 group or or the movement i'm talking about uh my friends and family yeah and i think that that's the point right and this is the point that i keep trying to make to people is that nobody stops and asks the fucking question yeah what do you mean by that yeah like if i say black lives matter 
yep. and you're on the other side of that, that's okay. It's okay for you to be on the other side yep. of it. But don't attack. Yep. Part of the reason why I want to do this podcast and part of the yep. reason why we want to continue to get our voices out there yeah. as people who, like I said, you know, do view ourselves as, as open-minded yeah. is because we feel that we're going to ask the questions. Yep. You know, um, I heard the same bullshit about uh, Black Lives Matter. The yep. other, Oh, I don't, I don't, I golfed with these guys or whatever. And yep. we got into this heated debate about it. And it was the conversation quickly went to, well, that organized, I don't believe in that organization because it's Marxist, it's this, it's that, it's the yeah. other thing. And the funny thing is, is that I was looking into to groups like, um, like Antifa yeah. and basically any group, like to your point, and yeah. I have looked into this, to your point, yeah. the person who founded Antifa is no longer associated with Antifa yep. because of what Antifa now stands for. Right. And this is, this is the thing that bothers me. So there's two things. One, mm -hmm. the original point that I was going to make is ask the question, you yep. know, what is black lives matter? What does that, what does that mean? Yeah. Like, what are you saying? And if somebody asks you that question, you can say what I mean is yeah. black people matter to me just as much as anybody else yeah. as individuals that not the fucking organization, but nobody asks that question. No. So that's the one thing too. Then if you're going to put one group, if we're going to have a different conversation, which is what that is, if we're going to put Black Lives Matter on trial yep. as being a group that's no good and all that kind of stuff, then you better look into every other fucking organization that's yep. out there. KKK, Black Panthers have a, had a, have a, a history. Mm -hmm. All of these groups that have, have yep. there's every fucking nationality out there has a rights group. Yep. The funny thing is, and this is the thing that I've been screaming from the fucking rooftops yeah. ever since I've been hearing this nonsense, yep. is why are those fucking groups here? Yeah. Why are those groups here? Yeah. Why does Black Lives Matter exist? Why did Black Panthers get created? Yeah. You got to get to the root fucking cause of yep. all of this issue. If you're not getting to the root, if you're if you're treating the symptoms, yep, okay, of racial inequality, uh, gender uh, stereotype, all of this stuff. If you're yep. just treating the symptoms of that, mm -hmm. then you can be lost in the weeds for fucking ever having that conversation. Yep. Oh well, this person. Oh well, that person. The thing that fucking drives me crazy is when I hear people talking about how well these Black Lives Matter rallies. You got people that are down there breaking breaking windows. Yeah, you do. Yep. And you know what? I'm sure that there are some bad people on that side of the equation. Okay, just mm -hmm. like there's bad people on on the white side of the equation. This is funny because I got a guy on the internet because he tried to come at me with the. Uh, uh, we were talking about obviously Black Lives Matter, and he said to me, "He goes, I just feel like it's, you know, that uh, that seeing the 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 rioters and the and the looting and and the violence on TV makes Black Lives Matter look bad." And I said to him, I said, that's interesting that you say that because watching a cop kill an innocent black, well, okay, kill a black person on TV makes the cops look bad, doesn't it? And he's like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. So that's not me saying that all cops are bad. And the only reason I corrected myself on innocent is because people who do have criminal past and do commit a criminal acts, and I will state this right now deserve to pay for their crimes 100 they do not deserve to be executed in the fucking street yeah that's that's fact that's it right there 
since when does somebody get to be judge, jury, and executioner in the middle of the fucking street? And if if that person had a criminal past and this situation is going as bad as everybody is saying it's going, when did they check to find out that this person was a criminal? Mm-hmm. Right? They pulled them over for whatever reason they pulled them over. Um, if, I don't know, did they do a, a background check to find out that there's a warrant out? That's when the issue started? Or is it... All these instances are whatever, regardless of how that happens, regardless of what happens up to that point, unless that person is pointing a gun at them and ready to pull the trigger, use of deadly force shouldn't be being used. Yeah. Right. And, and these instances that we're seeing on TV and on videos on YouTube and whatnot, are not, I can't think of any that I've seen where the person is holding a gun towards the police or trying to steal the police. I watched a video where a white person was pulled over, literally took the baton out of the cop's hand, hit them with it, tried to steal their gun, got up into the police car, stole the cop car, and drove off down the the road. You know what I didn't see in that video once? Was the cop pull their their firearm. Not once. Not once. Not once. Mm -hmm. What the fuck is that about? He literally hit the police with his own weapon. He didn't reach for his gun. That's this. I, this is what this is what this is what this is what drives me crazy. And I, I, we get all the arguments, and I'm sure you've heard all the fucking arguments about uh, oh, black on black crime kills more people than 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 the cops do, or uh, statistically, or uh, the, if you find yourself saying those things, please, 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 fucking look into something and, 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 and educate yourself and relearn something, unlearn, relearn, because saying that shit, it, it's, 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 so because black on black crime kills more people, uh, than the police kill, uh, black people, then that makes it okay. Because, mm-hmm. well, you know, if that's one black person and you know, uh, you know, black on black crimes killed however many. So I guess that's okay. No, it's not. None of it's okay. None of it is. Yeah. Black on black crime isn't okay either. White on white crime. White on black crime. Black on white crime. None of it's okay. None of it. Not a, not. A, but but th- you can go on YouTube and you can find all these videos where white people are doing the exact same fucking thing or worse in these videos with the police and you don't see them pull their fucking firearms. I watched one where a guy grabbed a hostage and had his arm around her fucking neck. He was arrested and went to jail that night alive and well. Which, in, in, in my opinion, which is the guy with the, uh, with the baton, like some mm-hmm. of the, the... Yep. It feels to me like those are appropriate steps to take in that circumstance. Yeah. If, if somebody's, unless somebody's life is being threatened, yep. you know, that's the way it should be. The, yep. the, the challenge is... That's not what's happening to this video, these videos that we keep seeing, you know, the, the, the reaction of the said officers in, in a lot of these cases just do not seem to match up with the reason why they're either a called or B how, how things transpire on the scene. Right. Like we, we were talking about this before in terms of whatever happened to shooting somebody in the leg if you thought that they were a threat uh, yeah. to get away or shoot them in the arm if they do like, i'm not talking sharpshooters and i'm not talking no. like fucking action films from the 80s when the yeah. bad guys couldn't hit the broadside of a barn but the cop could seem to you know take a, an inch 
spot and kill yeah. the guy. I'm not saying that, but yeah. I, I don't I don't understand. Like if they yeah. do feel threatened, then why aren't why aren't they subduing them? If they're going to pull their firearms, why aren't they subduing them by shooting them I, in another area that doesn't cause them to die? I do feel that, um, and I'm not giving anybody excuses or anything like that. I do feel, though, that through their training, it's they are trained to, if you're going to discharge your weapon, it's put them down. And there's no chance for... So I, I, whether that's right or wrong, but I do feel that is... And I could be wrong, but I have heard that that's the training. That if you're discharging your weapon and you're you're shooting somebody, that it's there's no chance for them to get up. That's that's what they're taught and trained. So yeah, so I've I've heard some contradictory things to that. Right. I mean, point. that's what I'm saying. I yeah. I, I don't. I, I, that's sure. Sure. What I have heard. I mean, it may be different up here than it is down south. I don't know. It could be different all over the world. I know that there is a you know police force and law enforcement is 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 different all over the world and, and another thing that i will say is i don't want to defund the police before anybody comes at me with that bullshit i don't want to defund the police i don't want to defund the police right like that's i know that that's out there and there are people that are that do want to do that i don't it's a necessary job i respect them mm-hmm. for what they do i have friends that are officers and i think they're all amazing and for for what they do um but it like chris rock said it's not a profession where you can have bad apples that's the thing you can't you can't have people you know it's got to be you got to be above board all the way across they can't i mean it's 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 crazy i I have watched a lot of videos a lot of youtube videos to kind of find to find out what's going on and all i just typed in was something along the lines of uh, white people being arrested by the police or whatever and i mean they they all come up uh, and then there's a there's one that I found which was uh, which it made me laugh but almost in a way where I was sad because um, they decide to take their open carry law and test it. So a white person and his girlfriend put an AR-15 on their back and walk down a street, a very busy street. Cop pulls over and just talks to him and says, "Hey man, why are you walking with your AR-15 or whatever?" He's like, "Well, I'm just exercising my open carry right." And he goes, "Okay, yeah, yeah, I see that, but you know, we recommended against it and blah blah blah." Had a nice little conversation with him, and I'm not. They cut away. I'm not really sure how the video ends. However, it must not have been horrible because they decide to try the same experiment again in almost the exact same neighborhood, but this time they put the AR-15 on a black person's back, and he walks down the street with his right to open carry in his hand uh he didn't get to have a conversation because immediately when the cop pulled over he drew his firearm and pointed at him said on the ground on your belly and the the uh the person said to him i'm just exercising my right to open carry and basically the cop's response was i don't give a fuck so tell me what the what the difference between the two of them are uh i know i know what i think the difference is um but what's the difference that's what i i i what what I what I want to believe, mm-hmm. the difference is. Is the cop? Yeah, like so it was it was two different officers. I will say that because sure. it wasn't the same officer. So yeah, I mean, okay, regardless, so go, yeah. I mean yeah. the uh, that officer who responded that way totally could have responded that way to the white person. Yeah. Uh, but if history has taught us anything, you know what I mean. I'm. Mm. So so here's the thing. So this goes back to uh, the training conversation or the the training comment and so what i listened to a few podcasts and and uh you know of of the history of police training and and read some i read a few articles and and so on and one of the biggest things is it's the intent right it's it's Mm -hmm. the it's the cops 
feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of what a lot of, I can't, I can't say all of it, but this is what a lot of the police force is kind of trained is that if you feel threatened, and this is what they'll argue in court, right. that's a really, really gray area that's been yeah. created for bad apples, in my opinion, yeah. to take advantage of that situation, right? Because you can walk up to any scenario and say, well, I felt this way. Yeah. And and the reality is that it doesn't matter if they do feel that way or not. You can just say it. If, if things go south, you have a built-in defense. Yeah. So I I hadn't heard any of the, the stuff... Uh, uh, I hadn't heard any of this stuff uh, in terms of if you discharge, you 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 basically you you have to execute. Well, no, it's not, not execute, not, not, but I yeah. think it's shoot to kill, basically. Sure, and, and I don't, I've never, I haven't heard it. It's not to say that yeah. it doesn't exist. I mean, Christ, if we're talking about the states, it's like yeah, it's fifty-two it, little countries it, down it there, could right? Be it's, fucking Kentucky, and it might be different in Michigan or hundred percent. I'm not saying anything about people in Kentucky either. Whatever. No, no, no. <laughs> but you know, if, I mean, if this yeah. makes it down to Kentucky, <laughs> holy fuck, yeah. we've hit gold. Yeah. <laughs> There's gold in them there hills. Yeah, yeah. No, but but that's but that's what I've heard time and time again. And uh, and I, I was doing some uh, some research and looking around this week. Yeah. And uh, it was the same thing they were talking about. It was a, a former cop and uh, a lawyer, and they were they were saying the same thing: is yeah. that the defense that will be, um, you know, used a lot of the times in court is depending on what the cop was feeling, what the police yeah. officer was thinking, you're fine with that. Okay. Um, it feels like it's falling. That's okay. That's <laughs> it. It's just it's just your microphone. Yeah. You're boisterous. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's picking you up. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so just, just anyway. well, I mean, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's that's kind of, that's a little bit more of what they focus on. Um, and then, like you said, like, you know, uh, a white guy carrying in, uh, you know, an AR-15, was it? Uh, and a black guy. I mean, th- those are all scenarios, right? And, yeah. and who knows? Who knows? I mean, yeah. I, I I don't really know. And I'm sure that you like you said, if it's different cops, it could be different scenarios. It could be. But but bottom line is, I think what has to happen is in situations where the punishment does not seem to fit the crime. Yeah. You have to look into it, and you have to find out why. Yep. And and if it is systemic, mm-hmm. you know, if it is the training of the officers, if it is, you know, whatever the case might be, then you have to look into it. You can't, you can't ignore the fact that it's happening. But I mean, bottom right. line is it's happening. And uh, no, you're you're good. You're good. Uh, it's fine. Your microphone's not. It's yeah. you can. There's pills for that. So <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's is is it just resting there? Is it? No, it's not even on me. It's um, just, the more that you lift it up, the more it'll fall down okay. as well. Right. But we'll yeah, you're good there. That. Look at that. That's great. Yeah, um, it will eventually just rest. But I mean, I'm not saying nothing <laughs> about your shelf. Yeah. Uh, Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah. the but the reality of the situation is that. Clearly, there's something amiss and whether, you know, right now it is something that seems to be systemic. Like there's a history of it, you know, like there's there's so much. You don't have to look very far no, to I, realize that, oh, shit, like this is a this is a big problem. If you're not yeah. if you're not a white male, which is what we are. Yeah, I'm not here to say all white male. I'm not going to I'm not hating on white males no. i'm not doing that nonsense but the no. reality of the situation is if you're a white male and you don't understand the scenario that's okay in yep. my opinion that's okay yep. but it's not okay 
to sit there yeah. as a white male yeah. and say, oh, no, you just blah, 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 yeah, and so, brush it off. Because yeah. bottom line is you, you're never going no. to know. I mean, it, it's so I think it's completely it's it's so narrow minded and it's such it's such a travesty yeah. that people can't see their own shortcomings right yeah. they're the own the, what's there on the microphone just it's, resting on you yeah, that's no, good <laughs> yeah. um yeah but I, I i just i don't think that you can play that card no and um it's it goes into the whole uh white privilege thing and i mean we don't have to have that that conversation um clearly i believe it's a thing i know there's people out there that don't and that's fine and that's not to say that white that you haven't struggled in your life. It's not to say that you haven't gone through issues and you haven't gone through problems and, and whatever. Um, because when, when people hear white privilege, they automatically assume that um, that means that they've had no issues and, and that they, you know, they've never struggled and they've never, you know, can't make the mortgage payment or they can't do this or they haven't been able to find a job or they, or, or, or whatever. Um, that's what they automatically assume with white, but that's not what it is. White privilege is basically saying, yeah, you've struggled in your life, but you haven't struggled because of the color of your skin. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that every single um, uh, person of color, like they're, they're, they haven't struggled in their life either, that have gotten through their life. It, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. And and that was one of the arguments I had from somebody was, oh, I know, I know black people and they've told me that they've never struggled in their life. Well, great, I'm, I'm happy for them. And I hope that that's true. Um, however, uh, I have a feeling that they were probably racially profiled a few times um, because that happens. Uh, and I mean, I watched it happen right in front of me and it's, it's just, it is, like you said, it's very narrow-minded and shitty to, to, to not be able to say, oh, this might exist to change the way you think about things to change the way, like I said to somebody, I just want people to fucking listen to people of color. I want them to unlearn what they've been taught, relearn and move forward. So we can all figure this out and, and we can all come together and get this. You know what I mean? It's obviously not an overnight fix. It's obviously, but the more people who listen and unlearn and relearn and, and and whatever uh the better you know the better we we are moving forward the more opportunity there is and i was <laughs> i was told um when i said that uh, i would like people to, and I, I didn't even say him specifically i just said i would like people to listen and unlearn and relearn and all that i'm pretty sure i don't have to fucking relearn anything i was taught in school racism racism's bad oh <laughs> Well, you got it all figured out then, don't you, buds? <laughs> it's a fucking done deal. Like, what? Like, that is, that's a horrible fucking answer. I, and I never once called him racist. Not once did I say, hey, you specifically are racist. Nope, I didn't. Um, but people who who have a platform to to speak, um, and I'm going to use uh, LeBron James as, as, as a, because he is very outspoken on this topic, um, uh, is saying, please listen, mm-hmm. please listen to us. It doesn't take a lot to just fucking listen. I mean, yeah, that's not, 
a response. I mean, just because you were taught something is bad in school doesn't necessarily, it doesn't make yeah. real issues go away. No. I mean, the opportunity for growth is always with us. Right. And, and, and on the, on the part of, of LeBron James uh, speaking out and, and whatnot, and, and you know how I feel about LeBron James, the basketball player, mm-hmm. but LeBron James, the human being, uh, I think is amazing. Uh, what he has done personally uh, off off the court um but one of the big arguments is, is when lebron or other athletes or, or or actors or whoever speak out about these events oh the millionaires are having bro well who the fuck do you want to talk about they have a platform jacob blake didn't have a platform george floyd didn't have a platform amard arbery didn't have a platform brianna taylor didn't have a platform trayvon martin didn't have a platform did you want more because there's a fuck ton of them so these are the people that do have the platform to speak is lebron james and the other athletes and the celebrities these are the people that have the platform so yeah they should fucking talk and if you're one of those people that say oh the millionaires should just shut up and dribble go fuck yourself Mm. plain and simple i agree i mean I told you when COVID had hit and they were getting ready to go back. Mm-hmm. And I had said this to a few other people as well, that the Black Lives Matter conversation was starting to heat up again, mm-hmm. uh, just as NBA and, and stuff were and, and hockey were looking to go back. Yep. And I had said at that point in time, I don't think that they should. Now, I, I don't know what the hell they could have done. I don't have the answers to that. Yep. But I honestly thought that it wasn't the time to be playing sports. I didn't think that the focus nope. should have been on that. There was a brief moment where I thought, oh, yeah, I think everybody could use a little bit of a break from life. And then I yep. thought, actually, no, that's the fucking problem, isn't it? Yeah. And it was uh, it was Kyrie Irving mm-hmm. that came out and said, I don't know if I want to play. I don't know if I want to go back. There seems to be bigger fish to fry. Now, unfortunately, because of his reputation, not too many people really took him serious. And and I don't know who it was from L.A., but they had come out and retorted, oh, well, we'll wait to see what LeBron wants to do and whatever LeBron wants to do, we'll do. And that's that was his that yeah. was his comment. Mm-hmm. And and of course, they ended up going back whether I, that doesn't mean that LeBron doesn't care about what's going on. Yeah. But the the reality is, I don't think the focus should have ever been taken away from something that was heating back up again. Now, yeah. that being said, I 100 percent agree with you. Yeah. Like these people do have a platform. The yeah. You know, one of the I, I hadn't. Nothing had occurred to me. There's something that hadn't occurred to me, and I had heard it after. Uh, when was it again? Uh, when everything really, like after George George Floyd, mm-hmm. and everything started to blow up again, and you know everybody was coming to the forefront. I hadn't really considered this, but basketball, not unlike soccer, mm-hmm. is is really geared towards people who don't come from an affluent life. Mm-hmm. hockey is a very expensive sport you know that yeah. so putting your kids into hockey is fucking expensive yeah. uh, baseball can get expensive football super expensive yeah. uh if you're down in the states not here it's not as focused on mm-hmm. but soccer and basketball for north america yep. is very attainable for people of all economic platforms yeah, i mean my mom was told that as a kid when yeah. i because that's what i played growing up was basketball and that's what uh my mom was told by the coach says cheapest fucking game that cheapest you can get game. your kid in cheapest because game. all you need is a pair of shoes and i mean you don't even yeah, need a you, ball you don't even need your own ball no no you just and, need a ball yeah and the, and even the shoes like yeah i know there's so the shoes are so fucking expensive but 
honestly, if you have a pair of shoes on your feet, it doesn't matter what they are. You can play. Once you get going, nobody's looking at your feet. Yeah, I'm sure kids are pricks and you get made fun of for having shitty shoes. But, I mean, my first pair of basketball shoes, I think, were called kangaroos. And and I think they cost, like, fucking 15 bucks. You know what I mean? And, and whatever. I ended up going on to play until I graduated high school. Mm. And, I mean, I still play pickup as much as I can now. My knees are fucked. But, I mean, whatever. Um, but, yeah, it's... Soccer and basketball are two of the fucking cheapest sports that you can put your kids in. And when you're down in these urban areas and, you know, there's nothing to do. Picking up a fucking basketball and going down to the park to play basketball or going to the field to kick a soccer ball route. Or even, you know, having a baseball glove and playing baseball. Like, there's not much else to do. So... You're gonna you're gonna tell me that LeBron James has never struggled in his life because uh, he's a millionaire now. I don't think he was when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not an expert on Akron, Ohio, but uh, from what I hear, it's not one of the nicest places in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's where he grew up. So, and a lot of these players that come from there, and 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 that's why I think there's a lot of issues when athletes do come from these. And they get older and then they get, you hear about athletes who blow all their money and whatever. It's because they grow up with nothing. Mm-hmm. And if you're told your entire life that you're worthless, what are you going to do? You're going to go out and do whatever, you know what I mean? Like it's, that's, to listen to people say that, you know, millionaires should just shut up and dribble or shut up and throw a ball or, or, or whatever. The thing about it, oh, I don't have any, you know, these these protests are, are, are horrible because it's causing violence and it's causing whatever. Okay, so what about peaceful protesting? Yeah, they can peaceful protest. All right, they can kneel during the national anthem. No, no, not that way. Hmm. Oh, um, what about uh, boycotting games? Oh, well, who gives a shit? Boycotting games does nothing. Oh, okay. Well, what about um, when the uh, NFL kicks off and the two teams, as they kick the ball, both stop on the field and kneel down and let the play go? And say, hey, pay attention to us. No, 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 not like that. Okay, so Mr. Fat Cat White Guy, how about you tell them how to protest peacefully? Because you don't fucking like any way anybody protests, right? Protest, but do it my way. Mm-hmm. No. One of the most peaceful things that ever happened was Colin Kaepernick taking a knee. Mm-hmm. Where did it cause violence? Oh, on the other side, the people who didn't like it. That's where the violence came from. Didn't cause violence with the players oh not that way don't disrespect the flag i'm pretty sure he came out numerous times and said what he said about the flag i'm also pretty 100 percent sure when you say that he's disrespecting the troops oh it was a marine who told him to kneel why because when a fallen uh member of their unit or whatever goes down what do they do they take a knee that's what it's called taking a knee to show respect for that person so anyway he takes a knee peacefully four years ago Four years ago. Here we are. I just watched a documentary. Um, it's called uh, LA 92. And if you haven't seen it, check it out. Because one of the biggest fucking cases that ever happened was, of course, uh, fuck, Rodney King. Oh, Rodney King, yeah. Rodney King. So some people out there be like, Rodney King, I don't know that name. Oh, well, fucking have a little gander at that one. Mm-hmm. Because that's one of the first ones that was recorded on video. And... 
that sh- that shook people up because they had no idea what was going on. Like, I, I like believe... white people and and people up here. Like, we had, I had no idea what the fuck nope. I was watching. I remember watching it on TV, and I actually watched it uh, the other night with a with a with a guy who was a lot younger than I was, and he didn't remember any of this because I think he said he was born in 92 or 93. So clearly he wouldn't remember it. But I said, no, I remember watching this on TV and watching this go off and have no idea what is happening and not being able to understand what was going on because that wasn't the world that I lived in. Um, and I think to this day, maybe not now because of what's been going on with the protest down in the States right now. But at that time, that eruption that lasted for two to three days of the Rodney King riots was the largest, um, uh, a largest event of its kind at that point it caused over a billion dollars worth of damage to mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Um, oh, the I'm, writing went on. The, the writing. writing went on for for. I think it was like three days. Three days. It was yeah. three days, but it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember watching the kind of was watching the documentary, and I remember, oh, here we go, shit's about to get fucked, and it was, and it starts at an intersection. I can't remember the intersection it started at, but it's in South Central Los Angeles, a notorious, not a very good neighborhood. I mean, it's boys in the hood the movie <laughs> takes place there and i mean that's a movie and it's not good mm-hmm. so you can imagine what was going on down there um and yeah it goes on for i believe it's three days as a state of emergency they call in the national guard um they don't release the national guard because they didn't order uh ammunition so the national guard sits in a parking lot for a day and a half because they they're not sending them out there with anything um obviously at that point the police are like you hear them over the radio saying, get in your cars and get the fuck out of there because they were doing nothing. They weren't, you know what I mean? And this was, it was funny cause it was, uh, when, when the documentary starts, it goes over an event that happened almost in the same neighborhood in 1965. And it was two African-Americans who were beaten by the police and it's, it's uh, police brutality and it set off a riot in the neighborhood and it, they almost mirrored each other, mirrored each, mirrored each other. Um, as the way the riots went down, like burning cars and people getting, you know, beat up and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and I don't condone, I don't condone any violence during this. And we should get that clear too. Protesters protest, rioters riot, looters loot. That's, I've said that to, I don't know how many fucking people protesters protest. So, and that's what the guy said to me. He's like, well, you know, violence is making the protesters look bad. You're right. But you know, the cops who kill uh, people in the street are also making the rest of the cops look bad. And, I know it's not all of them. I share stories all the time of, 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 of police officers doing great things and, and wonderful things for the community. But you, you can't have bad ones. You can't have people making that decision. And that was one of the things that goes through the trial of those four officers that beat Rodney King. And the whole time, the one guy's on the stand, that's what he's saying. I feared for my life. And if you watch the video, explain to me at what point he's fearing for his life as Rodney King is laying on the ground being beaten with batons. What part is he... Was he fearing for his life because he thought one of the other cops was going to miss him and hit him? Mm. <laughs> like, that's the only thing I can fucking think. But but that <laughs> is exactly what we were talking about, yeah. right? That's that's the that's the defense. And, and that's not to say that's not how they feel. Right. Like, and, and I can't account for every single interaction that police have where yep. they're saying... I don't... I don't envy police. No. I said this time and time again, I respect what they do. I yep. have uh, friends that are cops as well. Yep. And I respect what they do. Mm-hmm. I would never do it myself. No. However, you are trained or you're supposed to be trained. Mm-hmm. And and so this is where it gets interesting for me because if the system is not training them properly, if, if they're not equipping them the way that 
I always thought that they were. And mm -hmm. I think the general public does. I mean, I've talked to people that have tried to go through to become officers mm -hmm. and they haven't because of failing one portion or another. Yep. And I think to myself, wow, that's pretty stringent. Like they, they really have to yep. know their stuff psychologically, physically, and all that, all the, all that goes with it. And that gives me the confidence to feel that the cops that are actually in uniform mm -hmm. are competent enough to be there. Yep. They can assess scenarios that I couldn't even dream of. Yep. And, and one, part of the reason why I never thought I could see myself as an officer is because I thought that at certain points that my emotions would get the better of yep. me and I would make poor decisions. Mm -hmm. So I assume that everybody that's in uniform right now is making sound decisions because they're professionals. Yep. Now, if they're not making sound decisions... They might just be the exception to the rule. Mm -hmm. They might be that bad apple that we talk about. That yep. is definitely the scenario. And, and yep. I think it warrants looking into. Mm -hmm. But if you're saying that there's nothing wrong with these people, mm -hmm. and if you're saying that my defense is this, I'm fear for my life, so I pulled my firearm, because that's what I'm trained to do, yep. then maybe the next step is keep keep working your way through that onion, right? Like you know me. Mm -hmm. I, I I like to get right I like to go right back to the fucking origins of anything if I can. Yep. So let's go right down. Let's keep stripping it back. If it's not the officer, if you're saying it's not the officer, then is it the training? If it's not the training, is it the police department? Is like what the fuck is it? But clearly yeah. there's something. Yep. And and it doesn't like we are talking about Black Lives Matter because there is a history of this. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, if you go into any entertainment, you know how I am with uh, stand-up comedy and how much I love it and I will sit and watch it by myself. I know you, you don't do that, but I will. You can go back to... I like stand-up comedy, by the way. I just, no, I know. I know you I like, like to, it. I like I'm to just watch saying, it with my friends. Yeah, yeah. I can watch it on my own. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you can go back to long before, and music as well. You can go back to long before Rodney King in 92. Watch Richard Pryor in the, in the 60s and the 70s. He's talking about cops beating the shit out of black people. Mm -hmm. It's not new. It's not. And and that's, somebody had said to me on, 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 online, who was like, oh, yeah, because of what's been going on the last decade, you know. what? And I said, decade? Decade? <laughs> like, this This isn't decade. This is hundreds of years. Hundreds. Not, not, not fucking decade. We're, I mean, we're literally <laughs> talking about a country that back in, I believe it was June of this year, 2020, mm -hmm. finally they had decided to dump their flag because their flag was the Confederate flag. That was their state flag. Of course, yeah. we're talking about Alabama. And I mean, Listen, I don't claim to know everything there is to know about history. I, I'm yeah. a fan of history. Um, and there's people that know a lot more about it than I do. Yeah. However, the Confederate flag is quite literally the symbol yeah. for slavery. So on that, though, if you do bring that up to somebody. Yeah. And this is funny because I brought it up to a friend of mine who is Canadian. Yeah. And mentioned about that flag. And I was met with. Oh, no, it isn't. It's Southern Heritage. And I looked at him and said, you are not from the fucking South. You don't get to give me that argument. You don't. But but it's not. And I it's mean, not Southern Heritage. If it is Southern Heritage, you give your fucking head a shake. Well, I don't. I mean, I, I have to have a conversation with that person, which will never happen. No, um, I but, but I recommend I, against it. I, I mean, the fact that the, the Civil War was fought because of slavery. Like the South wanted. Oh, but it was money, don't you know? 
Yeah, of course it was money. It was money on the back of fucking slaves. Yeah. That country was built on it was slaves. was because the fucking, the plantation owners didn't want to pay people to do the work. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly. Where the money was. I mean, there, and, and again, I mean, there's going to be people out there, oh, there was this one person who treated their, yeah, you're right. There, there's all sorts of exceptions to the rule. But the general accepting of the South at that point in time mm-hmm. was it was cheap labor, yep. which has been going on for years, different cultures, but yep. it's been going on for years too. Mm-hmm. It was fucking slaves being treated like shit, being raped, being murdered, being fucking, you know, whipped and being put to work for the benefit of white families. Okay. Yep. And, that, and that, and that's what your symbol is. That's mm-hmm. what your South is. Yep. Right. And, and okay, there's all sorts of other histories and whatnot, but bottom mm-hmm. line is Confederate flag. Did anybody stop to ask what that means? To the people who like, so I was listening to this podcast on this, uh, this topic was, fu- it was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. And, uh, they were going through and they were talking, they talked to this athlete who played for Alabama. He was uh, Alabama. He was a running back, uh, for Alabama. I know who you're, what was his name? I, I honestly, I can't recall. I and I know who you're talking yeah, about. And yeah. And so he ended up there by happenstance. Actually, yep. he, he was, he was helping a friend out. It's, it's a long story, but he, uh, he went to become a, um, a cheerleader to help his friend out. Uh, mm-hmm. And then she didn't end up getting a cheerleading spot, but he did. And then he ended up as a, a playing football. Oh, okay. So anyways, uh, actually, no, my, my mistake, my mistake. He became the cheerleader. Mm-hmm. He got the cheerleading spot. Here we go. He got the cheerleading spot and they're like, okay, cool. You know, team was excited to have him. He was great, great fit for the, the cheerleading squad. Black gentleman. And he's like, okay, well, you know, going out to these football games, you know, you're the you're the flag bearer, you know, you run you run out there with with the flag, and he's like, uh, no, that that flag is is symbolic of what my grandmother went through. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, yeah, grandmother was a slave yep. under this rule. I'm not going to carry this flag out right. in the field, and so he refused to do it. He was fucking. He was he was chastised everywhere he went. Yep. Life threatened left, right, and center. But he wouldn't. He wouldn't move away from his position. He yep. was not going to carry a symbol of slavery. Sure. Um, in that podcast, they also had some town hall meetings where mm-hmm. white people, black people all in the town hall mm-hmm. and just discussing the fact that this flag needs to be removed and discussing what would, it, what would replace that flag yeah. as its symbol, having people come up with different ideas. And I, I was, I was fucking astonished. Yeah. You hear the actual audio footage yeah. of these people debating this and it's people in the crowd and you're hearing things from white people like if you remove my flag i will fucking murder you i and i'm not even this is these are yeah. quotes yeah i will oh, i believe it. i will kill your family if you remove my flag yeah. and and the funny thing is and these are cherry picked okay i, I yeah. understand that it's to prove a point but the yeah. fact is that these things were were said yep on the other side of it you hear black people like, uh, well, actually, the reason why we want it removed, and they're talking calmly. Yeah. The reason why we want this removed is because of what it represents. And then on yeah. the other side is white people yelling at them. The fear that surrounds change is uh, what blows my mind. Like, yeah. white people that have lived this life of privilege, and I'll be honest with you, I don't know, like, I, I haven't gotten into the white privilege conversation just yet yeah. because it's not something that. I have, uh, I don't feel like it's something that I have a, a grasp on, but I sure. understand the concept yep. behind it. But if you do live this privileged 
existence yeah. of not being discriminated against and not being treated differently simply because of your skin color, then you're never going to understand it. Like I've said time and time again during this podcast, and I'll keep saying it, you're never going to understand it. Mm-hmm. But for you to be so afraid of that change, yeah. like somehow they're personally attacking you. Yeah, you might have had family that fought in wars, fought under this flag and fought yeah. for certain things. But maybe you should take a step back and go, oh, maybe my grandpa or great, great grandpa or whomever, maybe they were wrong. Yeah. Like, like maybe, maybe what they were fighting for, there was a better way of doing it. Yeah. You know, maybe they should have paid those people. Maybe they should have treated those people better. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But bottom line is fear seems to be driving these responses. Yeah. It's. It's great, and the funny thing about it—it's not a new topic. Every time it comes up, everybody feels like it's brand new. I—I I recently watched, of all things, a Golden Girls episode, mm. and Blanche Devereaux, who Rue McClanahan, R.I.P. Anyway, she uh, is from the South in the show, and there's an episode. And Don Cheadle actually guest stars on it, a young Don Cheadle. Wow! And uh, him and Don che- or Don Cheadle and 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 Blanche, whatever Don Cheadle's character's name was—I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head—but anyway are having the same conversation because she's displaying that flag at an event where he's going to be working. And he says, I refuse to work with that flag in here. And she has the whole conversation with him about, Oh, but this is, you know, Southern pride. And this is a, this is a a monument of my childhood and blah, 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 blah. And he says to her, you need to understand what it means to me. And of course, sitcom TV within the half an hour, she flip flops her position and realizes that it's a, you know, what it is and, and changes, but I mean that's not that's not how it happens in real life. That's not how it goes. Uh, but I mean that show was what, late '80s, early '90s. This conversation isn't new. It's not. And people who say, "Oh, you know that flag's been around forever," yeah, it has. It has, and it's been just as offensive <laughs> as I mean, it always has been. It's it's so interesting because I don't know. I've had this conversation with other people about the the removal of of symbols, statues, flags, yep. you know, that representation of mm-hmm. of basically bad decisions. Yep. And, and maybe not bad decisions at the time. Nope. Um because, you know, listen, if the majority of people are for it, it would it must be really really difficult to be against it. And, yeah, and for I'm sure. not, I'm not saying that that's the right approach to take, but I'm just saying that at that time, mm-hmm. you know, when when slavery was the the way that the, these people felt that they were going to build their their wealth mm-hmm. and the country. Everybody's doing it, everybody's jumping on board. That's a real shitty attitude to have, but bottom line is it happened. Okay? We can't, we can't dispute that. Yep. The removal of these icons as, you know, representation of what a country stands for, if they do believe in that and fight for it, I, I think is the right thing to do. Yeah. However, one of the things that I, I've always preached is learn from the past, but don't live in it. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that the idea of removing these symbols is really, really important. Mm-hmm. But I think stopping to talk about that stuff mm-hmm. that happened, you can't. No. You literally can't because what's going to end up happening is if you remove everything and I'm not saying that you shouldn't, I'm saying that you should remove, especially the fucking really, really vile people, yeah. you know, you remove that symbolism. Yes. But you make goddamn sure that you have some kind of a representation. You teach this stuff in school. Yeah. You do whatever you have to do because my fear is that if you remove the statues, if you remove the history and it's not present any longer, yeah. 
we're going to do the exact same thing. Oh, 100%. We're going to do the exact same thing. Yeah. So learn from the past, but don't live in it. Yep. And find some kind of medium ground. It's, uh, like, it's the same as the whole Christopher Columbus argument. Mm. I mean, the reason they don't is they don't want to change the history books. They don't want to change anything. They don't want to admit to what was really happening, what he was really doing. That's it. They, because they, they have Columbus Day. He's a national hero. He's, a, he's oh, he discovered America. First of all, how the fuck do you discover land? There's people already fucking living on it. Pretty sure they were there first. Yeah. You don't discover anything. Yeah. It's like me walking into your house and we go, wow, it's a nice fucking house I found. Plant my flag. It's mine. Right? Like that's... <laughs> I would just like to interject a little bit of levity at this point in time because that's that's what this is going to be. I mean, there's going to be serious conversations, yeah. and but th- but there's some levity. So um, I think this was something that you had sent to me, but I have said to Cat on a number of occasions, and I said, and, and this is how it goes. So listen, I don't date a woman for her house. However. If I move into that house, I become the man of the house. And if she doesn't like it, <laughs> she can get the fuck out. That's right. So that's pretty much what Christopher Columbus did, right? Like he's like he's like I you know, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say that I discovered this land. Yeah. But yeah. I I pretty much discovered this land. Now, yeah. I say that in jest. I mean, li- yeah. listen, I, reality I mean, there is, was other shit that Christopher Columbus was doing and into that that makes him you know, a person that they shouldn't really be celebrating, but at the same time, that's, I think a lot of it is, is they don't want to fucking change the history books. Yeah. I said this to my, actually I said this to my dad yesterday. The Americans fucking love misery. And if you're American, you can take offense to it. You can get upset if you want, but the fact of the matter is, is you fucking love misery. You do because why else would you have a fucking every goddamn year have a big fucking monumental thing to remember i get it i get it a terrible thing happened september 11th 2001 it was horrible every year every year (laughs) you gotta relive that thing every fucking year yeah don't forget remember the people who died it's horrible i feel for all the families of the people that were killed that day but every fucking year you gotta have that big like it's it's not it's not just that I watched them have a third anniversary of the mass shooting in Las Vegas. Third anniversary. I get it. One year, five, ten, whatever. It was a big, it, it, it was a horrible event and it happened. Third, third anniversary. But what do you do with that though? I mean, like the reality is like, I'm saying, I'm saying you have, you have you to have remember to, these atrocities. You do have to remember but, them. But how do you do it in a way? That's where you, it gets taught in school. That's yeah. where people learn about it. But do you need to, parade everybody out and 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 do this this thing you ha- you built a fucking monument to 911 mm-hmm. you built it it's right there and then you built a tower right next to it that's fucking what eight times the size i don't know how big it is anyway it's fucking huge but still you have the monument go pay your respects do what you need to do but they they got to have this fucking thing every year which shows the whole world this one horrible event that happened to them not saying it's the only horrible event. There's obviously more. Some of them self-inflicted. Um, but ever. Shows the whole world. How do you think somebody in fucking Syria. Seeing that on TV. Or seeing that in the news. Or or however feels about that. That's everyday fucking life for them sometimes. 9-11. Yeah. Every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this happened once and here you are. 
Yeah, there's literally no comparison. I mean, you can't, no. like, it's... But, and then they want to, oh, we're the greatest country in the fucking world. Statistically, you're not. And if you if you keep telling people that sooner or later, somebody's going to punch you in the fucking mouth. Mm. But we're the biggest fucking superpower. Okay. You keep thinking that. Because I'm pretty sure there's a country over there right now that's got a fuck ton more people. And sooner or later, you're going to really piss them off. China, you scary. <laughs> yeah. And they own the states. They like, fucking I mean, that's, own that's, everything. Uh, I mean, that's, that's a whole different fucking yeah, that's... ball of wax. But still, I mean, like, they don't want to change the history books. They don't want to, they want to do this. They are doomed to repeat over and over again. All these conversations aren't aren't old. I mean, aren't new. They, they, they've happened over and over again. And I, I honestly believe a lot of them are just hoping... That it goes like the wayside, like the last time. Oh, it'll it'll disappear for a little while. Something will flare up, and we'll deal with it, and we'll move on. Blah blah blah. The only thing that gives me hope now is, is there are things that have happened that haven't happened in the four before. the The Washington football team finally took their name, got rid of their name. Mm-hmm. Um, people up in arms. Oh my God. Oh, it's tradition. Yada yada yada. Okay, fine. You may not find it offensive, but if you're not a Native American, you don't get to fucking make that decision whether it's offensive. And yes, there are Native American groups that have come up and said, man, we don't care. Name the team whatever the fuck you want to name the team. But there's also a lot that have come out and said, ah, we don't like it. Mm. Unfortunately, those are the ones you have to listen to. Mm. I think, but I, I mean, my and I started to go down this road this week and I was like, nah, I had to stop myself. I started to look up team names and, and the origin of team names and mm-hmm. then that led me down a path of, uh, racist team names and <laughs> so we'll wild. we'll talk about that sometime but not now and holy shit man was there like holy shit oh my god yeah yeah there, there's some crazy ones but oh. the, but the the reality is it shouldn't take a group Mm-mm. at this point in time we're in 2020 as a society and, and, and as a people we're pretty fucking knowledgeable about what's right and what's wrong yeah you know we have committed a lot of wrongs and i i like to think that we 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 should have learned from it, okay? I should say that. Yeah. We should have learned from it, okay? Mm-hmm. There are some racial slurs out there that I had no idea were racial slurs. But now I know them because yeah. I asked why people would be offended by this. Yes. You know, I... like why why were people offended by the Edmonton Eskimos? I have no idea. So, mm-hmm. okay, somebody is offended by it. I understand now that that mm-hmm. is a racial slur. Yep. That being said, once you know something, mm-hmm. you can't just cover your fucking eyes and plug your ears yeah. and say, oh, 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 uh, no, I didn't hear that. I didn't. Hear... Because the knowledge is out there. Mm-hmm. Google this fucking machine. I'm holding my my phone in my hand. Yeah. This machine here gives you access to basically anything that you've ever wanted to know yep. about anything in the history of our existence. Mm-hmm. You, you fucking telling me. That we don't know what a racial slur is from here on in. Yeah. And and that the re- the point that I'm trying to make is that it shouldn't take a native group to come up and say, you know, this is bad. Yeah. Anybody can say it. No. Nope. Anybody can say yeah. this is not I have I, I'm I'm Italian, so WAPS is a quite derogatory term yep. for Italians, right? You can't name your fucking your your uh team name mm-hmm. the Wyoming Wops. No. I like alliterations. That's why I went with Wyoming. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, I, I could have went with Winnipeg, but I mean, it's Winnipeg. <laughs> I feel like there's not a lot of poor, poor in fucking, <laughs> poor Winnipeg, man. Yeah. Um, Fuck man. But the but the reality is it's in Manitoba, that, right? Uh, yeah, it's in Canada. Yeah. Um, no, 
<laughs> we love you, Winnipeg. Mm -hmm. uh, but the reality is that anybody should be able to step forward yeah. and say, this is not right. Mm -hmm. And if somebody says that, then somebody else should say, Oh, well, explain to me why it isn't. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's the thing. I think if you stand up as a white person and you say uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, that's the response you get from other white people. Why the fuck are you saying that? Why do you care? Mm. You're not black. Well, you're right. I'm not. But I'm a human. That, that, that's the end of the statement. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't. You can't. That's it. What else? I don't need to fucking exp Other you than don't. I'm a human. Yeah. And you know what? Everybody who lives on this planet of the human race is a human. Yeah. The, the, uh, There's the, people I don't fucking like. Of course. But I don't like them because of the color of their skin or, you know, their, the way they wear their hair or how they wear their pants or, or, or whatever. But, I mean, I might not like you because you're a fucking dickhead. And I don't give a shit if you're black, white, Asian. If you're a dickhead, you're a dickhead. I'm going to tell you. But I don't hate people because of the color of their skin. Yeah, the the justification thing is interesting. Like having to justify the the reasons why you speak out on something, to me is such a waste of time, and I, I think it's lazy. It is. And uh, and the reality is, if it's a human issue, it should be talked about. Period. One statement that I've taken it, and it's not mine. I won't claim it, but I did hear it. Racism shouldn't be a debate. Yeah. Like, I don't know why it is. I don't understand that. And that I, that that uh, picture, that meme you were talking about, this, this is what it says. It says BLM versus ALM. And it says, if my spouse comes to me in obvious pain and asks, do you love me? An answer of I love everyone would be hurt, would be truthful, but also hurtful and cruel in that moment. If a coworker comes to me upset and says, my father just died, and a response of everybody's parents dies would be truthful, but hurtful and cruel in that moment. So when a friend speaks up at a time of obvious pain and hurt and says, black lives matter, and a response of all lives matter is truthful, but it's hurtful and cruel in that moment. That says it all. Like, I mean, I don't put the value of black lives over any other lives but right now in this moment in fucking time they're in pain yeah <laughs> like that's that's it yeah they're in pain so i'm gonna listen and i'm gonna do whatever i can to make sure that i'm not causing that pain yeah and and i think that this is where um i'm gonna start to have these conversations with everybody because I, I want to know more. I mean, I know that uh, when, when this again started flaring up, uh, which never went away, just, just mm -hmm. simmers down, unfortunately, yep. because other things get put in front of this issue. Mm -hmm. um, and it was no longer like, it wasn't acceptable to not say anything, mm -hmm. which I, which I agree with as, as a white person, it's not enough to not say anything, but I, I didn't know what that meant. And I started hearing some conflicting things that, that kind of confused me. And, and, you know, I was, I was listening to, um, radio sports radio mm -hmm. and, uh, it was a basketball show. They were talking about black lives matter. This was just after the boycotts mm -hmm. and, uh, which oddly enough, that boycott happened four years to the day that yeah. Kaepernick took in the EA. That's yeah. pretty fucking wild. Yeah. So 
the woman on there, she was she was pretty she was pretty riled up, of course, and she mm-hmm. said she had had a white friend contact her and say, you know, what can I do to show support? And and she got really upset. She was like, well, you know, there's literally like, do your own research, you know, like yeah. she wasn't ha- she wasn't partaking in that conversation because yeah. she had simply had enough. I'm not going to blame her for that. I'm not going to say that that was the wrong response or right response or whatever it was. But I did go through a period of time where I was like, well, what the fuck do I do? Like, I'm, yeah. what do I do? And bottom line is, I think we're just going to continue to do what we always do, which is just keep this conversation going, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just just keep talking about it. Keep keep mentioning the fact that this is the case. I mean, I do have uh, nieces and, you know, uh, that, that are half black. Mm-hmm. And, well, one's half black and one who is all black. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what? When they come to me, and this is where I'm going to start getting emotional, of course. Yeah. When they come to me and say, well, Uncle Chris, like you know, why are these people treating me differently? Because I look different. Yeah. Because my hair is different. Yeah. Because my skin is different. Yeah. And I want to, I want to know what the fuck to say. Like, I want to know what, well, like, what do I, what do I do in that circumstance? And that's yeah. when I had that conversation, that adversarial conversation, that's what, that's how I ended that conversation, which, you know, they, they got into all sorts of things. They got into the statistics things. They got into this and that. And I'm like, well, bottom line is what am I supposed to say? In that circumstance, and they didn't have an answer, yeah. and, and and that was the thing, and that that's what dawned on me at that point in time is like, okay, so you were just you were upset that I challenged you on something that you might truly believe in, mm-hmm. uh, and the fact that you don't like this group or whatever the case might be, or you don't fully understand it, but the reality is you don't have any more answers than I do. No, and I mean that's the whole fucking point of this. Yeah. Right. Is we is we don't have all the answers, but yeah. I think as a society we should sure the fuck do better, because yeah. I mean, there like I, we can't go through the fucking history books. But bottom line is, the shit has been happening since the fucking beginning, mm-hmm. since the beginning. How how we are in two thousand and twenty, yeah, and having this conversation yeah. about people being murdered, and people feel like people feeling like they're treated differently. Yeah. And and that was the thing that I was I was talking about earlier. Like when when talking about these basketball players when the boycotts took place, uh, one of the sportscasters might have been an athlete actually had said at that point in time like as I didn't understand it either, right? Like I, I didn't actually I didn't didn't occur to me like why basketball players and and why millionaires and all that kind of shit. It never really occurred to me. I just thought like you did. They mm-hmm. have a platform they they should speak. Mm-hmm. And they put it in a very simple way. A lot of these athletes, a lot of these athletes were one decision mm-hmm. or one wrong person or not having the right person in their lives from making a choice that might end them dead. Yep. Because they, they did decide to do something that was, you know, not the right path. Mm-hmm. They, they landed themselves into a situation where put them put themselves in front of the cops, which shouldn't automatically mean yep. they die. Right. But the reality is that is happening. Yep. And, and it hadn't occurred to me that, yeah, yeah, the, these guys were literally one decision away. Yep. And, and, the, and the funny thing is, is that, you know, we had talked before and um, about athletes and the monies that they make in their career spans. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys, even if they've made it to the NBA, doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to end up in a wrong spot afterwards. Their careers are very short. 
Yeah. Sometimes the, the athletes that have a lot of promise don't even make it there because their bodies break down or, yeah. or they just weren't in the right place at the right time. And maybe yeah. they're back on the street and maybe they are into something that, they, you know, just because just because of circumstance. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, as I mentioned to you, I've been recently listening to a podcast called Crime and Sports and and these guys, that's exactly what happens. And not just not just black guys, white guys, uh, people from all over the world get in get into the sports and they still make bad decisions and there's still issues. And I mean, like you said, though, I mean, <laughs> you look at the, probably the most famous athlete in the world at this moment in time is LeBron James. And you go back to his childhood. I'm sure there's probably more than one incident in, instance where he could have made the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. And would we know the name LeBron James today? Yeah. That's, that's the say That's, that's the thing. Um, there, there's a lot. I mean, I could say the name Len Bias, and I don't even know if you know who that is. I don't. But the reason I know who that is is because he probably would have been the greatest basketball player to ever play, but made a wrong choice. Mm-hmm. Died after he was drafted. So, I mean, it, 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 it can happen. It, it can does. Happen. It does. And. <laughs> Like, like we said, it's 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 such an old conversation, but for whatever reason, people are thinking it's new. And and Will Smith just re, like recently, I don't know when he said he said racism hasn't changed; it's not gotten worse. It's just being filmed. Mm. That it wasn't being filmed. It was still happening, and that's sad. <laughs> that is so sad that that that. And for me, I know you said you didn't, you don't do a lot of, you haven't done a lot of white privilege stuff. But for me, one thing that I always bring white privilege down to is I've been pulled over by the police numerous times, um, mostly for speeding. Uh, just put that out there. But yes, I've been pulled over, but not one time was I pulled over. Did I ever think to myself, these are going to be the last breaths I ever take? That to me is white privilege, mm-hmm. because. I can't say the same for my friend. I can't say for the same for my cousin. I can't say the same for your family members and your friends. I can't say the same. I stood outside a bar in Petrolia, Ontario that had a situation happen and it could have gone so fucking differently. And I, I can't say what that guy was thinking that night because to me, I was a young, dumb kid and thought it was funny of what was happening because oh, it was a funny story. He knew somebody. But no, and I think I've told you that story before, mm-hmm. but that was racial profiling I, it's, and I didn't, I didn't recognize it. And I have friends down in the States now who are people of color and every single fucking time I hear a story about another person being shot by the police or being shot by a vigilante or being shot by whoever, blah, 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 blah. I always check the name because I'm terrified that it's going to be somebody I know. And I shouldn't feel that way. I shouldn't be scared for them. They're just living their life. Mm. But going to the fucking store, going for a goddamn jog could be the last thing you ever do. Armad Arbery went for a jog. The the thing that blows my mind in a lot of this stuff that, that uh, it only come to fruition this year for me with all of the stuff that was going on is the conversations that these black parents have to have with their young children. And and that's the thing that like, I, I mean, I don't, 
It, it blows my mind that these people feel they have to and justifiably so and and even if it hasn't happened to them directly they know people that it's happened to whatever the case might be instructing them on what to do when mm -hmm. you're pulled over by a, a cop or when you see a cop in your rearview mirror and you basically just like it's it's a step-by-step -step process on how not to be killed i watched and this is horrible and i can i don't even know if i'll be able to get through this one i watched a video and it was a little kid in the street and he was playing basketball, just dribbling a basketball down the street. Somebody was filming him and I don't, I don't know if he knew or not. Police car comes around the corner. That kid, maybe eight, nine years old, takes the ball and hides behind a fucking car until the police go by. He was doing nothing wrong, but that's what he has been told. That's fucking fucked. That's insane. That is fucked. That this kid of nine years old dribbling a basketball is being told, oh, when you see the police, hide. Don't interact with them. I don't blame the parents for teaching them that. And and that's what I was going to say earlier was, I don't know how to fix this. You don't know how to fix this. Honestly, our generation is fucked. I know that teaching and learning whatnot is the next generation's. I watch my son. And I believe I've told you this story before, but one of the most proudest moments I had was some kid in the neighborhood called my sons the N-word. I'm not black. My sons aren't black. Called him the N-word. My sons came in and asked me what that meant. So me, I've always taken the approach to be as honest as possible. So I sat down and I explained it to him. What that word is, where it came from, what it means, what I think of it where they're going to hear it because I, I listen to a lot of music and I listen to all kinds of music and you hear it in music. I don't like the word. I don't even like to hear it in music and I'm not going to lie. There was a time when I was younger and I would sing the songs and I would say it. If I'm singing songs now, I don't say it anymore. There was times growing up. I would call a friend that he would call me that. Anyway, I had this whole conversation with my sons about this word and where it came, what it meant and told them it's the most disgusting word that exists like i would i know there's a lot of people out there who don't like cunt but i think this word's far fucking worse anyway i told my sons this apparently a day or two later my son was sitting out on the curb and uh with my wife who who didn't know this at the moment so this was a wonderful conversation but anyway this child that called my sons that walked by with his mother and my son stood up who was all of six at the time i think maybe five, five or six, anyway, stood up and yelled at this woman and screamed at this woman. This is, a, this is an adult. This is my five-year-old, six-year-old son yelling at this woman saying, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be so ashamed of what your... Do you know what your son called me? He called me... I'm not even going to say it. It's a disgusting, ignorant word. And do you know that he called me that? You should be ashamed of yourself that he knows that word. Of course, my wife had no idea what was going on. <laughs> so I had to explain that to her. But I swear to God, I gave him a high five. And I said, way to go. Because when I was a kid, I wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that word meant. And when I was a kid, I said that word. I got fucking smacked in the back of the head. I learned real quick what that word meant. I don't even know where I heard it. Yeah, but you didn't 
because the the punishment was there and, and my and my upbringing was different yes my my upbringing was that word was used it wasn't condoned by my mother mm-hmm. my 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 mother would always shoot it down mm-hmm. um but it was used and it was used in a very cavalier way mm-hmm. um so i didn't know i i knew it was bad there was one part of me that was like this is bad yeah. my mom's reacting mm-hmm. but but it's being said why why is it being said i don't i don't understand that, it that was definitely the hard thing to explain to him yeah yeah cuz i mean i'm telling him that it's an ignorant disgusting word but yet we're listening to Snoop and we're listening to Dre and we're listening and it's being said. So now I, I we were listening to a song and, and all of a sudden I hear from the back seat, Hey, how come, how come he gets to say it? Well, it's a whole nother conversation I had to have. And mm. I didn't have an answer for that. I don't, I, mm. honestly, I don't, I don't know why. I mean, I'm sure I, I I'm sure I've been told. I'm sure people have told me why. I, I mean, I don't pretend I've, to know. I've it. heard, you know, I've heard reasons why. Take the word back. We sure. own the word now. Uh, it's not er. It's a at the end. It makes it different. It's a different. Okay, fine. I still don't like it. Sure. Whether it's spelled with an a or spelled with an er, I still don't like it. Mm-hmm. I, I I won't. I I do believe in art and music and stuff, so I will listen. I think the reality but, is that if. I think, I think that just a good rule of thumb is if you're not whatever, mm-hmm. then you probably don't have the ability to communicate in that way. Yep. I'm a ginger. I'll make yep. fun of gingers. Yep. And if somebody said, oh, you can't do Well, no, I'm talking about myself. So fuck off. I can pretty yep. much say whatever I want about gingers. I also make fun of gingers. But... Yeah, of course. <laughs> but you're a very fat, fascinating <laughs> person. So yeah. you've always fascinated yeah, me. Yeah, I know, I know. But no, I mean, so so that's the rule of thumb I go with. It's yep. just if if you 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 just can't speak it if you're not no. it, and and whatever your justifications are for speaking in certain ways, that's fine. Yeah. Um. But if you're not that, then just stay away from it. Yeah. Like the idea, the idea that we're in a society now, and I I do be, I believe we're over this hump, by the way, but we're in a society now where you can't say anything because you'll offend somebody. Yeah. It's like, but maybe what you're saying is offensive. Yeah. Like, ha- have you ever thought of that? Like yeah. there's a lot of things that you and I say, and, and we'll probably say on this podcast, and oh. we're definitely going to say things behind closed doors oh, that yes. won't be on the podcast no. that are not acceptable no, and they're not necessarily good. No. However, we also understand the circumstance that we're like the, the position yeah. that we're coming at it from. We, and the fact that, like I said, that joke earlier about moving in, and yeah. <laughs> become the man of the house. Do I yeah. believe that? Well, no. you know, you know, all you have to do is go yeah. ask my family and friends. Yeah. If you want to know about me, then yep. go ask my family and friends. If you actually give a shit yep. to know yep. who I am and why I'm saying what I say, yep. then ask somebody who knows. Yep. And if you don't, then shut the fuck up. Exactly. Because you have no clue. Right. So that kind of ties into what you're saying about the N word. And if rappers want to use it, I mean, I don't, I don't care. For me, it's not whatever. It's, it's, I just, I don't have an opinion on it either way. Um, But I I think the reality is just like, just fucking, 
think about what you're saying. And, yeah. and, and if you, if you're open to what's happening in the world and whatnot, if you're not closed off into your little fucking, mm-hmm. you know, eco chamber of, you know, white privilege, whatever the case might be. Yeah. Um, and you don't think that there's anything else else happening outside the world. And chances are, you're going to say a ton of shit that are offensive and you're not going to understand the responses yep. because you're fucking closed off. Yep. You're, you're, you just are not understanding what's happening in the world. No. Um, and your ignorance is bliss and yep. that's fine, but you know what? You're going to be called on it. You have to be called on it. Yeah. I mean, as we should be, I, it, I know that we said these, these things have been happening for a long time and whatnot, but the conversations of ending this stuff aren't that old. Um, and, and, but it, it needs to continue. We can't let it go by the wayside. We can't let it just fade away or whatever. And I mean, I, I looked into the NBA because uh, the NBA had Black Lives Matter everywhere through the bubble tournament. And uh, people talking about, oh, you know, they're supporting that organization or whatever. And that goes back to it being a statement. Because I looked, they didn't donate any money to the Black Lives Matter movement. They're using it as a statement. And it is a statement. Mm-hmm. It's, that's that's what it is. It's a statement. Hey, Black Lives Matter. Because they do. And mm. if you think otherwise, then you're the problem. Yeah. That's, that's like, something that's, that boggles my fucking mind is that the little girl who broke the segregation barrier in the States mm-hmm. um, to go to school with white students is in her late 60s. <laughs> Like to me, when I think of that, she should be dead and gone. Yeah, she right. Be hundreds of years. Yeah, but she's only not. in her sixties, still alive. That's what? What are you? What are you fucking saying right That's now? That's insane. How How old is your mom? I can't say that, but <laughs> older. <laughs> See, mom, I tried to trap him. He's no, learning. but uh, yes, but I, I would say a little bit older. Um, but. It doesn't look it, by the way. Beautiful. You're, you're gorgeous. Uh, it's, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, that, and I mean, and I, I know we've talked a lot about the States and I don't want to, I don't want to leave out that we got our own shit going on up here in Canada because mm-hmm. residential schools only ended in 95. 90 yep. fucking five. Not only that, but um, forced sterilizations yeah. were happening into the 2000s. And there's people now. Of native people. People who are getting, are getting upset right now because some of the the native uh, tribes are try- I don't know if that's the right word and I apologize if it isn't B- bands um, are trying to hold the government of Canada and the uh, provincial governments to their treaties that they signed all these years ago there are people saying bring back residential schools because we need to get this out of their brains mm. what what are you fucking kidding me you're, this is 2020. This isn't 1920. This isn't 1820. This is like, fuck. This is 2020. Yeah. Smart the fuck up. Like, <laughs> like you're, you're, I, 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 I don't know. The, the old way of thinking needs to fucking go. I watch a show right now and I don't know if you've seen it and it's amazing. It's called Shit's Creek. Oh I've, yeah. It's oh. amazing. Actually, I haven't watched the past few seasons, but yeah. Awesome. So, uh dan levy yeah he did you, that i didn't i didn't follow that but sorry, no but, i know i wasn't oh. no i'm saying on the show mm. uh i don't know anything about his personal life i have no idea oh. I, other than i know he's eugene's son mm. okay but on the show he uh plays a, a pansexual mm-hmm. i said to somebody the other day i was like oh man shit's creek is hilarious and i love it and i said 
I said David. That's his character's name. I said is my favorite character. Oh, he's by far my favorite. Oh, you like a and got a derogatory slur towards that. And I said, pardon? I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, I can't like the fact that he's fucking hilarious on that show because that he plays a pansexual and your heterosexuality is scared of liking somebody like that. What? I don't give two flying fucks if he's like that in real life. I haven't even looked it up. I don't I, care. I don't know. I don't give is. two shits. No. He is fucking hilarious. Just as his dad has always been hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think they're, they're both extremely talented. I mean, that cast is, is ridiculous. That whole yeah. show is amazing. And I was never a fan of, uh, what's his name, Chris Elliott? I think, mm-hmm. never yeah. really a big fan of his. But I, th- I find him great on that show. The, the, whole, whole, the whole cast is phenomenal. Yeah. 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 And I mean, honestly, I don't, didn't know what a pansexual was. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, he explains it in one of the episodes. So that's what I'm basing it off of. Mm-hmm. But when the season started, when I watched first started watching it, I was pretty sure he was gay. I didn't, you know, and that's my own stupid stereotype. I thought he so was bisexual somebody. because he, they, just the way that they wrote the character. Well I that, and then when he starts to hit it off with the girl yeah. behind the, behind the counter. And then I, I thought, Oh, that's just whatever. And I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I didn't give a shit about any of it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if I would really cared, I might've looked it up, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. Dan Levy and oh my god, if you're listening to this right now, it would be awesome yeah. because I am a huge fucking fan. Oh yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, he <laughs> yeah. just did an online uh, course that I I have to look into, uh, where he was. Um, they were talking about uh, native rights and native, okay. and native history, right? And I was I I just it slipped through the cracks, but yeah, um, yeah. So he's he's still pretty prevalent and trying to bring awareness to the 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 racial issues here in Canada well, that, that have been. Standing. That's awesome, and I just watched the documentary by uh, Ellen Page. Mm. Um, There's something in the water, and okay. that's it's about uh, environmental racism, which I didn't know was a thing until I watched this documentary. And mm. it takes place in uh, Nova Scotia, and it's, it's it's the same. She grew up in Nova Scotia, which I didn't know. I knew she was oh, Canadian, I no but I didn't know that's where she I was actually from. didn't know she was Canadian. Oh yeah, one of so, the few Canadians I don't know. Yeah. Of. So anyway, um, yeah. So it's talking about environmental raci- racism where. Wherever there's a um, a reserve or a native land, there always seems to be waste disposal right next to it. Oh. Like there's a dump, there's a there's whatever, and that's what. And she shows a map of Nova Scotia and shows where all the I guess reserves. And I, I apologize again if that's not the correct terminology. That now I don't know. That's what I've always heard. Um, and please, if I'm wrong, tell me. But uh, <laughs> plug. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. This, she shows a map of where all these these plots of land are, and then she shows a map of where all the dumps are and where all the, the hazard waste, and they're right next door. Every single one hmm. is right next door, and she's interviewing people from this from this one community, and oh, they're driving and like, oh, that person there died of cancer, and then his wife died of cancer five years later, and that person over there, yeah, she's got cancer now. Her husband died of cancer 10 years ago, and oh, their their kid just moved back, and she was just diagnosed with cancer, and I'm 41 years old. I don't expect to make it to 45. And like, it's like, what? This is, and this is happening everywhere. And I guess Ellen Page went on, um, was it Stephen Colbert? Okay. And, and she started, I, I, and I remember when this happened, she mentioned the environmental racism and kind of went on a rant. All of a sudden it was all over. Ellen Page has lost her mind. She's gone crazy. And it was, it was everywhere. The Americans were like, what are you talking about? Ellen Page, she's nuts. She's, she's loony, blah, 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 blah. 
Like I, where I'm from, uh, we have a, a place in Sarnia called the Chemical Valley, and there's always protests because there is that plot of land right next to it. it, it it's another example of it. They built this big, these chemical uh, processing plants basically right next door. And there's been issues with that plot of land where uh, kids are being born and they're only having, uh, they're only having girls. There's barely any boys born, or, or the other way around. There's they're only having boys, and there's barely any girls born. Oh, that, that's got nothing to do with the plants. Oh, well, you know, everybody's dying of these. Oh, got nothing to do with the plants. Hmm. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. bode well. And, no. it, and it supports, like, well, it doesn't support, but it does kind of speak to what yeah. she's talking about yeah. as well. Not, that's an interesting, uh, that's an interesting documentary. It's based off of a, it's based off of a book that she says, but okay. then she, uh, yeah, it was, uh, she interviews the person who wrote the book. It was called Something in the Water. It's on Netflix. It's mm. interesting. Yeah. Uh, I learned, because I had never heard of environmental racism. Yeah, I'd never heard of it either. Yeah. But hmm. it's, so, I mean, if if you think that we're bashing the United States of America with Black Lives Matter and, and whatnot, then it's not. It's happening here, too. And, and, and if you're in, if you're sharing those memes out there on Facebook, meanwhile in Canada, hmm. no, we're not, we're not above anybody. No, are, no. And, and that'll, that'll come to fruition more and more, I think, yep. as conversations take place, which is, you know, what's needed. Yeah. Um, so this past week... In kind of preparation for this talk, I, I decided to look into the George George Floyd sure. uh, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to a podcast and they had uh, mentioned the fact that the uh, the body cams, the cop uh, body cams, had been released, mm-hmm. uh, and I hadn't seen them. Um, I, I, I didn't. I it's hard. I found this hour long video on YouTube. Yeah, and uh, it's broken up into two half hour parts the the first half an hour is the the one police officer and then the second half hour is the other police officer yeah and i watched it all um and uh it was astonishing the thing is i so i started to put together a timeline of what i was observing Mm -hmm. and uh i'm not going to break the whole thing down it's it's out there it's uh it's it's called uh raw and then colon George Floyd Minneapolis police cam footage. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's about an hour and five minutes long. And so it it walks you through the whole process of of what took place. And uh, and it was uh, it was astonishing because like I I am a person you know who likes to know as much as I can right before I offer opinions on things. That doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to know all of my stuff before I offer an opinion. Mm -hmm. More often than not, I'm going to do my research. And, you know, this was a tragedy, of course, and everybody had talked about how tragic it was. But I hadn't seen any real footage uh, other than the initial footage. And and then it was obviously talked about. And it's talked about so much that you think you've seen it when it's been reported so much. It's that that uh, confirmation bias, right? Uh, so it's it's interesting how the brain works, but so so I watched this video, and and the first half an hour, you know they they have the one cop and he goes he goes into it. So the, here just a couple of comments that I had on it as I was watching it, and it, it it seemed really interesting to me when the cops had pulled them over initially or or approached the vehicle initially because I don't even know if you know what they were called on scene for. 
I, uh, I had I mean, I heard I heard lots of uh, stuff, but uh, not no. Yeah, so I had no idea what it was, and I was blown away by it. It was a counterfeit twenty dollar bill. Oh yes, I did hear this. Yeah, yes, and yes, so yes. I I had no idea that was the case. Yeah. So there's a couple of observations when when the cops approached the vehicle after leaving the store after having this twenty dollar bill. Um, this $20, $20 counterfeit bill was confiscated by the store owner mm-hmm. and they go, <coughs> excuse me, they go across the street uh, to, to talk to the, the occupants of the car. So it was George Floyd and his two friends, a uh, friend in the passenger seat and one in the back seat. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first thing that struck me is the one in the passenger seat. He was very, very compliant to the cop, just exactly like what we were talking about. They were, they are trained by their parents to be when a cop is approaching your vehicle i don't know if they're doing good or bad or whatever the case is Mm -hmm. but calling him sir asking him how he's doing you know literally obeying and then i use that word but if you don't want problems from the police you just listen and obey right yeah apparently apparently because you don't you don't ask any questions right so he was very he was very obedient exactly the way he's i'm sure he was schooled um by his parents or whatever the case might be uh and then, like the the one, the one cop goes over to George Floyd's side, and and he knocks on, knocks on the window with the uh, flashlight, and tells him to open up the door. Tells him to open up the door again, like very, very pointedly, and then Floyd opens it up a couple of inches. It's not very wide, and from the uh, from the perspective, you can only see George Floyd's one hand, right? Mm-hmm. And he is kind of fucking around with his other hand. You don't know what he's doing, yeah. but this cop has already pulled out his gun. He pulls out his gun almost immediately. And and on top of that, he's swearing immediately. And and I understand that he's trying to control the situation and he's trying to assert dominance and he's trying to blah 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 blah. But the reality is that when you are so forceful in your immediate approach mm-hmm. on a $20 counterfeit fucking bill, yeah. then what are you thinking is going to happen? What are you thinking is what do you think is going to happen if you approach somebody with your gun out and get your fucking hand get your fucking hands up? Yeah. Well, of course. Now the the interesting thing to me though is the entire time that Floyd is being talked to, yelled at, swore at, commanded at all he's terrified like a child. Mm-hmm. He's actually kind of acting a little childish. No, I'm going to ask you this question. Maybe yeah. you have the answer. Maybe you don't. At this point, does the police know who he is? No. That's the thing. Have they run his name? No. Have they seen his identification? No. And the Do reason I know, know that, no, no. The reason I know that is because it wasn't until after all of that, that they were getting the information and like they, they, they pull him out. Finally, they get him out of the car. They slap the cuffs on him. At this point in time, you know, things are pretty aggressive. The cop obviously must have felt threatened. Okay. Whatever the case might be. And they bring him onto the the sidewalk. And he's at this point, he's still pleading. He's still basically crying. He's like, he's acting, like I said, like a child. Like he doesn't, he doesn't to me feel, it doesn't seem like he has all his faculties. Now, whether that's a mental illness, whether it's drugs, whatever the case might be. Mm -hmm. Was it his car? No, remember. it was, uh, he, I think at the time they said it was his sister's okay. and that they, they had borrowed it, but he had never claimed that it was his car. Okay. Um, and then they get him on the curb and then they take his name 
And then the other cop shows up and then he walks over and the cop says, can you run this name for me? So it's at that point in time, which is probably about maybe 10 minutes into the encounter, five, five to 10 minutes into the encounter that they get his phone. So then if that's the case, then all the people out there who are saying that he's a criminal and he was being treated as a criminal can fuck off. Pretty much. Because they knew nothing about this man. They didn't know his criminal history. No. Nope. I'm not going to say George Floyd was a saint. Um, he made mistakes. He did stuff. But at that point in time, when they're ripping him out of the car, they don't know who the fuck he is. No. So how are you just going to, oh, well, he's a criminal. You don't know. Yeah. And if the car didn't belong to him and they ran the, pl- the plates, they wouldn't have came up with him anyway. Still wouldn't have known who he was. They didn't run the plates. So here's the scenario. Yeah. So the scenario from what I saw on the on the the cams, the cops go into the store because they were called there for a counterfeit bill. They go into right. the store. They talk to the store owner. They get the counterfeit bill. Right. Uh, the the actually what ends up happening is the store owner comes out with the cops behind him, and he says they're in that vehicle across the street there. Mm-hmm. And the cops are like, okay, you go back in the store. We're gonna go over and have a conversation with them. So this is a continuous video. This is a continuous movement. Cops in the store, cops out of the store, cops over to the vehicle. They approach the vehicle. They don't even have their own vehicle. So they're not running fucking plates because their vehicle is around the corner, right. right in front of the store. They're not running plates. They're not doing anything like that. How many they, officers were there? There was two that approached the vehicle there. Okay. Uh, other cops. It wasn't up. all four that went in. No, 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 no. Store. No. Okay. Uh, from what I saw, it was only the two. Okay. Yeah. Um, and those were the only, yeah, those, it was just the two because those were the only two cams yeah. that, that were released uh, from what I saw. And then they walk over to the vehicle because they're investigating this yep. and, and that. So, yeah, so I don't know where people are getting, and maybe there's other information out there that I'm unaware of. Yeah. I'm sure that there is. But at no point in time could they have run any plates. They don't know who the fuck they're dealing with. They don't know who this guy is. They don't know nothing. Yeah. What they do know is that there was a counterfeit bill. Yep. Um, when he opened up the door, he was kind of acting a little erratic. I'll definitely give them that. He was yeah. he was acting a little erratic, but not out of his mind erratic. He was, like I said, it was it was very like childlike. It was like he was he kept pleading to, oh my god, officer, no, no, please don't shoot me. This is he's saying this shit almost immediately. He's he's saying things like, this is before they pull him out of the car. Floyd's saying things like. Oh my, okay, you know, I, I don't, just don't shoot me. I already got, I got shot before. This is what happened before. And now well, I don't know. That, if that's true, then that explains the acting. Possibly. Acting. Well, well I, I mean, think there's more things that speak, I think, to his. Acting. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, which gets to toxicology and stuff like that, right. which I'll, I'll touch on in a second. But yeah, so they're, they see the guy acting a little erratic. They couldn't account for his other hand. Sure. sure. No problem. He's a big fucking dude. Is, you can tell that. Like, I think he's like six eight or something he like was that. A big guy, yeah. yeah, and you know had uh, you know a muscle shirt on, so you could see that he he was muscular. He was a bouncer, I believe. Oh, was he? Okay. Along those lines, or he worked in the, at a club. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the stories. Is because the the officer that ended up uh, killing him uh, also worked night security at the same club, and that there was a chance that they actually knew each other. Oh, interesting. Oh, I hadn't heard that. That's yeah. really fascinating. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I mean, I could definitely, if I was the cop, I could definitely be like, yeah, I want to fucking subdue this guy. Yeah. You know? Okay, sure. No problem. Yep. But the thing is that his whole actions the entire time, he, he's not even a, he's not even a threat to me. Yeah. He, he's, he's acting 
weird, yeah. you know, but he's not looking like he's a threat yeah. in my opinion. Okay. Now, does that mean that he, he could have been putting on a show? Yeah, absolutely. He sure. could have been putting on a show, let the cops, let his guard down, sure. pull out a gun and shoot him. Yeah. That, that could definitely be the case. Mm-hmm. But the reality is once you got the handcuffs on him and he's still fucking crying and, and pleading and whimpering and doing all of these things, you know, you got to think, okay, something else is, is up here. So the cops start saying things that were sticking out in my mind, saying things like, well, the reason why we did this is because, you know, you were acting a little erratic and, you know, yeah. your hands were shifty. I didn't know what you were doing in there, sure. you know, and uh, asking him if he's on something. You know, are you on something? You're acting kind of weird. You're foaming at the mouth, foaming at the mouth after this guy had been pleading with them for seven or eight minutes. So sure. I mean, I get, I'm getting a little foamy now and we're just been talking on a fucking podcast. Yeah. Um, so they seem to be saying all the right things. And of course they know that their cam is on. They've turned their fucking cams on. So to me, I don't know, maybe a little conspiratorial, but I'm thinking to myself, yeah, you're setting this up. You're setting, you're protecting yourself. You're saying all the right things. And maybe those are all the things that they have to say. Cool. No problem. And they fucking, they take them away from the scene. Right. And then they bring them across the street. And this is where they're trying to put them into the actual cop car which is yes. like an suv the other one has shown up right With yeah the, the other officers? so the other two officers there's a bunch of them there now yeah right and yeah there's four the, the four are now yeah, on scene yeah, yeah. yeah and they're they're trying well they're at first they're trying to get him in the vehicle and he refuses to go and he's you know he's definitely not like, i've been around enough drunk people i've been around enough fucking high people yeah. this guy is not articulating himself like somebody who is cleanly sober right i, I would say that for sure and he didn't want to get in the vehicle. And he fought them on that. And yeah. he kept crying and screaming that he was claustrophobic and all of this type of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, okay, whatever. Whatever the case is. My immediate thought is, why don't you just stop trying to shove him in the back of this car? Get a fucking paddy wagon. Get a van. Yeah. And and just call for that. Like, why go through all this trouble just to assert yourself in the situation? This guy yeah. is clearly a fucking big dude. He's not reaching for anything because the handcuffs are on, right? So all of this stuff is taking place. And then that's when they do pull him out and put him on the ground. Yeah. And then, of course, we we know what transpired from there. The interesting thing to me that I didn't know because I hadn't watched a lot of the video and stuff like that is, like, I started going through some timelines, which is interesting. But I'm not going to get into that because that yeah. shit's probably been broken down on the internet, you know, for, for so, like, so much. But the thing that I found interesting is... You got the by like bystanders are now yelling at the cops, right? Like yep. uh, as they have him on the ground, now they've got the knee in the neck, mm-hmm. right? And they they have him clearly subdued. He's still he's still pleading with them that he can't breathe. He's you know he's saying things like "Mom, I love you," and he's you know he's he's clearly not. In my opinion, I don't know how he could have been a threat at that point in time. But the, the bystanders are yelling, like, you know, get off him. You're yeah, fucking I, punk. And the all. one video I heard was the woman who was videoing it, and she's screaming to get off of him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that was the only one that I was actually able to watch because it, it turns my stomach. And, I mean, I watched it once to 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 watch it, basically, because... I didn't want anybody to ever say, well, you, you don't know, you didn't watch it. I mean, I did. I watched it. It was disgusting. And it hurt. <laughs> yeah, it's... You, you do have to watch it, though. Yeah. Right, you do have to watch it. I watched Jacob Blake. I watched them. Probably won't watch them again, but I did. 
I, I give credit to people who are able to to really watch these things unencumbered um, and and really try to get to the facts. It's 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 not easy to do, but no. yeah, the, there was uh, there was two women's voices that I heard on yeah. on the recordings. And it could have been two. I, sure. I just all that's all I remember is the one is someone screaming, "Get off him! Get off him! Get off him!" And yeah, I think she calls the, the cop a name or something. Yeah, and, but yeah, like I said, I only watched it the one time, and I couldn't. The 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 one that you watched, did you hear a female um, asking for them to check his vitals? I think yeah. At the okay. at one point, I think the one that I see is it's you can see the front of the car and you you can only see him from like, I don't know, like his torso up with, yep. the, with the, you can see the other officers, but they're on the other side of the car. So you can only see the, the one who actually is on his neck and, um, Oh, so you can't see, you're, you're not seeing from the driver's side. No, I haven't watched that. Oh one. shit. I, so okay. There's, I'm sure that I knew that there was more angles, but the one that I watched, I don't think the one that I watched was the full eight minute video. I, I think it was just, and it was snippets. It wasn't the whole thing. I think when I turned it off, um, I believe he was, I think he had just went unconscious. I think I heard him say something and I can't, I don't even remember. And I probably have blocked it out because it was pretty shitty. <laughs> well, the, this here is actually from the perspectives of the one cop that is at his feet okay. and the other cop who is basically at his waist. Okay. And you see the whole thing. And there is no cuts. And yeah. so... Yeah, it was a cell phone video is what I watched. Okay, so these... So, yeah, these are yeah, the, the, the cop cams. cams up, yeah. um, so the... There is one bystander who who comes over. And uh, you hear her in both videos, obviously. The one video, you actually see her approach the scene. The cops are like, you got to go on the sidewalk. And she's like, I, I'm a nurse. Oh. Right? Well, and she, yeah. so she's she's like, check his vitals. Like, So this is a, this is probably like six minutes in. Yeah, isn't no. there a point where they said that they called an ambulance and they hadn't called yeah. the ambulance yet or something? I don't know if they hadn't or I mean, had. That's just one of the things, and I'm not saying that that's what happened, but I mean, sure, I, sure. that's what I obviously, you know, I heard they said that they called an ambulance and one hadn't been called. Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't know. know about that in particular, but they're they're about six minutes in or so, yep. and um, the bystander is is like, you know, actually, so this is. I don't know exactly how long it's been. So at the 11 minute mark, 1130, 11, uh, seven, sorry, 1127, they get him on the ground. Okay. Okay. So this is, uh, into, into the, into the struggle. And then, yeah, it's about six minutes later, actually. I was right. So just over six minutes later, the, the bystander comes up. I'm, I'm a nurse. Check his vitals. Like check his vitals. He's not, he's not moving. Like at this point, like check his vitals. And then they're all screaming, like check his vitals, check his vitals. Like he's not moving anymore. He's not resisting, you know, check his vitals, check his vitals. About 26 seconds after they start pleading, uh, the one cop checks pulse and seems to say, now the transcripts are out there, so I'm not going to fucking pretend like I know everything. Seems to say, I can't find one. So 20 sec- 26 seconds goes by. Now, if 26 seconds doesn't sound like a lot, sit there to yourself and count to yourself 26 seconds. Oh. After bystanders say, check, like a nurse comes up. Yeah. You count 26 seconds. You tell me if that's a long period of time. It is. It, it's I, long. Yeah. Just try holding your breath. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. try holding your breath. And if you can get past 10 seconds. Yeah. So 26 seconds go, goes by. That That ends up taking place. Another minute and a half goes by, and for the first time you hear non-responsive. And is he still on his neck at this point? Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, so since the 11 minute mark, 1127 of that video, yeah. they're all on him at that point in time. Like that position that they're in, that position that he ultimately ends up dying in yeah. happens at the 11 at the 11 minute mark. And then, you know, six minutes in 26 seconds, another minute, uh, 35. And they're like, yeah, like non-responsive. And then, um, uh, so, sorry. Yeah. So, and then another two minutes after that. So from the one cop cam, you can't see it, but the other cop cam, you see finally EMT arrives and they go around, they check his pulse and then it's not. So two minutes passes after you hear non-responsive mm-hmm. to two minutes, about two minutes, 40 seconds where you actually see the cop remove his knee from. What's well, the total time again? Was it eight minutes and 50 seconds? Yeah. There, and there's some reports out there that, that it's actually more like over nine minutes. So, I mean, like the, the thing, the thing that's, the thing that's fucking horrible. That was the one video. And then I watched the other one and I skipped over a lot of that cause I'd watched that, but I, I still wanted to see that perspective and that cop is the cop that ends up getting into the ambulance with them afterwards, right? So, so like the EMT show up, you know, the cops, they, they finally, like, there's, there's no non-responsive. They put them on the gurney, they get them in, right? They get into the, uh, they get into the, the EMT and they're, you know, trying to get an idea of what's happening. The EMT asks the cop what happened. Cop tells them that there was a struggle, blah, 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 blah. It's a couple of minutes while they're in there that the cop is like, do you want me to do something? And he's like, yeah, start chest compressions. So, so my estimation is that when they checked his pulse and they found that there was no pulse there, there's probably a good four or five minutes that goes by before he's in the ambulance having chest compressions done. He's dead. He's dead. If you've taken, if you've taken first aid and CPR, uh, four minutes with no oxygen to the brain can start uh, inset of brain damage. Yeah. So if it's five minutes after, even if they could bring him back at that point, there is a good chance that there was irreparable damage done. Yeah. So the thing, so some of the other things that I found really interesting is when uh, when he's down on the ground at one point in time, or, or when they're trying to get him into the the vehicle, he uh, actually sorry, this was right at the beginning. He says, he mentioned something about coronavirus. He mentioned something along the lines of, oh, you know, I have COVID or, you know, COVID, blah, 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 blah. So that got me thinking, oh, what about, what's his toxicology? Because he, he clearly, like I said, wasn't acting like somebody who, right. you know, was of sound mind. So I wanted to know what the toxicology is. So I, I read an NPR report uh, on that. He had tested positive to, for coronavirus. So he, I did not know that. Yeah. So he had the coronavirus. A, he did have fentanyl and he did have methamphetamine in his systems, Mm -hmm. in his system. He also had a tremendous amount of cannabis Mm -hmm. or cannabinoids, but cannabis in his system. Yeah. Now, the thing that bothers me is that people are going to focus on those middle two, right? Oh, well, yeah. He's strung out. He's strung out on fucking meth and he's strung out. On, you know this and that and it's like no but you watch the videos 
he he's not acting like a meth head he's not acting like somebody who is strung out on like he's communicating he's acting like somebody who's just not of sound mind and i mean so this is the so yeah okay People have pasts and people have histories and criminal records and drugs and all of this kind of stuff. Yeah, that's fine. I get it. Go on fucking YouTube. Sit down for an hour and five minutes like I did. Watch these two fucking videos. Everyone's going to have an opinion. Everyone's still going to have their own stance on it. I get it. I understand. Can't You can't speak to what's in people's minds. I get it. I understand all of that shit. But my fucking opinion is my opinion. And my opinion is that they could have subdued this guy. Mm-hmm. They could have slapped cuffs on him. Yep. They could have, you know, whatever. Then you run his information. You understand whatever, whatever the case might be. Just understand the scenario that you're entering into, you know, or, or even once you're entered into this scenario, because you can't sometimes just stop. The cops seemed like they took an opportunity because they were still on, on the, on the site, on site. Yeah. Right. Sure. Grab them there. But then gather the information. Yeah. But did you need to kill him? See, that's the thing is, I was, I was just going to say to you, you just explained this whole thing to me. And I'm going to, like I said, I only watched the one video. You obviously watched a lot more and, 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 and got some more out of it. Not one thing did you say this whole time. Did I think to myself, this man deserved to die? Yep. That's, and that's where it is for me. I've heard a lot of uh, recently because as of today, uh, like the last few days, the verdict in the Breonna Taylor thing came out and um, it doesn't matter what you're, you're going to tell me about leaked documents and that she was connected to drugs and she didn't deserve to die. I've fucking done a lot of drugs. I don't think I deserve to die. I've been in a lot of situations where if one thing went one way or another then i could have been uh you know in in a much worse situation um but i still don't think any of my past you know means i deserve to die at the side of the road to the hands of somebody whether it's a police officer whether it's anybody i don't i don't think so i mean you can tell me, people can tell me differently. Oh, you fucking did drugs. Oh, you fucking did this. You did that. Well, you're a piece of shit. Okay, that's your opinion. That's fine and dandy. But I don't think you would say that I deserve to die because of it. Uh, like I said, I fucking got speeding tickets out my asshole. I don't think I deserve to fucking get dragged out of a car and thrown on the fucking ground and cuffed and have shit kicked out of me because of it. Uh, there was many times where I've driven across the city with drugs on my person more than enough to put me in prison. Had I been arrested and gone to prison, do you think I deserve to fucking die because of that? I, I don't think so. I don't think he deserved to die. I don't think Breonna Taylor deserved to die. I don't think Jacob Blake deserved to be shot seven times in the back. I don't, I don't think Armand Arbery deserved to die. Uh, yep, the list goes on, right? so long <laughs> so long. it is such a long list when and it is it is ridiculous to me that I, I can't think of his name right because there's so many names but the guy that was selling the cds who was shot the bootleg cds hmm. was that a reason to be shot the guy who was sitting in the car with his kids 
Castro, I think his name was, last name. Does he deserve to die? Jacob Blake was shot seven times in the back in front of his fucking kids. What would that do to his kids? What's that going to do for his kids as they grow up with the police? Jim Jeffries talks about radicalizing Muslims. And he if you haven't seen it, go. Because it explains it perfectly. It's the same thing. You're going to tell them that the police are good and the police are good, but I just watched him shoot my dad in the back seven fucking times in front of me. What's that kid going to think growing up his entire life? He's that kid hiding behind that fucking car dribbling a basketball in the street. These videos that I watched with the white people uh, doing things and not being arrested, not being shot. And then I watched the exact same. There's a video I watched with a, a naked white man running down the street and uh, the cops arrest him. Because he was he was on drugs, he had done something, um, and then there's another video right after it of a naked black man, the exact same thing, unarmed, naked, running down the street, shot and killed. The only difference in those two videos is the color of their skin. That's it. Both of them were going through some mental stress and trauma. The the, the African American that was killed was a former military personnel. And I'm not going to say what he saw wherever he was deployed, but obviously had some mental illnesses, shot and killed. The white guy, not a former military personnel, had some mental illnesses. And mental illness is no fucking joke, and I will never make a joke about mental illness, mostly because I suffer from it myself. But it's not a reason to get shot and fucking killed because they didn't shoot and kill the white guy. They arrested him. He's probably still alive somewhere. Maybe getting treatment for that mental illness. That guy's not alive. He's dead. Not getting treatment for anything. That's the only difference in the videos is the color of their skin. And it's hard not to see that. Whether there's something else that happened, I don't know. But that is hard not to see. It's hard not to look at that and say, oh, the only difference is blah, 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 the cop that was involved. No, the only difference is, is the color of their skin. So when LeBron James stands up on TV and voices his opinion... I'm going to fucking listen. You choose not to listen, you're a fucking moron. Well, I mean, I think at this point in time, what I'd really like to see people doing, black, white, or otherwise, is ask the questions. Yeah. But especially if you're white. And especially, especially if you're the one that's sitting there and saying, shut up and dribble. Or I don't understand what white privilege is. Because I don't see yeah. it. Or black people are not the only ones that get cut and killed by yeah. white cops. Um, I think as white people, we need to do something. We need to stand up. We need to. I stood in uh, Montgomery, Alabama, where Martin Luther King stood and gave a very famous speech. And I'm going to tell you, and you can ask my wife, I was pretty emotional. And when I shared my story with somebody, they're like, why the fuck would you care? What? What? He was fighting for human rights. Yeah. Human. I'm a human. Martin Luther King Jr. was a hero. Done. I don't give a fuck if he was black, white, Chinese, whatever. He was a fucking hero. And I stood in that spot and I was like, this is fucking crazy to think of standing where he stood. 
Yeah, I, and I think that that's the biggest thing that people miss. Like I said to you before, you know, the justifications as to why you might feel emotional about this yeah. based on who you are, I don't think is the right question. No. I mean, bottom line is the last time I checked, we're all human. Yeah. And, you know, until we decide to live the fucking life as human beings, then we're never going to live up to our fullest potential yeah. ever. It's, it's just not going to happen. You know, it, it, if you want to do extraordinary things, mm -hmm. when you think that as a species, the things that we can accomplish, if we just do one simple thing, which is just accept people as people. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It used to be you could have a different, different opinion. And I have a lot of different opinions of a lot of people that I know. And I've come to find this out through Facebook posts and whatnot. I don't think differently of them. I mean, there are ones that have said some horrible things that immediately I do think differently of. But if you're going to come to me with an argument on your side and it's 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 well articulated and it's well thought through and it's but it's not derogatory or hateful to anybody, then I'll listen. I might not agree with you, and I'll tell you I don't agree with you. But it's not going to change my opinion of you unless you're a blatant fucking racist or you're a blatant you know whatever but like like honestly and i've said this to you i don't know how many times in the last few weeks last months we've having this conversation I, I don't know what to say i don't know what to do because um i share my experiences with people and i'm told why the fuck does that affect you that also to me it's kind of white privilege I think it affects me because I'm a human and I can look at people and be, and because I'll never understand what it's like to be a person of color and I'll never under, I'll never, I will never understand. I'll never understand, but that doesn't mean I can't show empathy and that doesn't mean I can't stand up for people who deserve to be stood up for. Which is everybody. That's where I am right now. I mean, I, I, I struggle for a little while as to what can I do and how can I articulate it and, and what am I justified in feeling or thinking? And yep. I just basically chalk it up to what I've done in my entire life, which is I'm just going to do and say what I feel. And if yep. people can agree or disagree. I don't really care. Um, but I'm going to do and say the things that are important to me yep. because I feel like I do consider a lot of the angles and you know what? I'm always willing to learn, mm -hmm. but I will not be shut up. So, I mean, I, at this point in time, I, I personally don't care. I don't care yeah. if I wear a Black Lives Matter shirt and people, you know, ask me why I'm doing it. it yeah. It's not the right question. No. You know, like, I mean, you could ask me that, but if you're, if you're getting at, sorry, I should actually rephrase that. That is a good question. Mm -hmm. However, if you're asking me that because I'm white and I shouldn't be giving a shit about black lives matter, then in my opinion, you're the one that needs to be further educated. If, if you want to ask me a question of what I think, then prepared, be prepared to have the answer. And if you want to have a conversation about that, then great. But if you're going to ask me a question and when I give you my answer, you're immediately going to go on the offensive and get defensive or, or, or you're going to attack me and then get defensive about yourself because I'm apparently putting you down some fucking way. Don't ask the fucking question. Don't, don't talk to me mm -hmm. because if you want to sit down, like we have said, open communication, talk, listen, I have asked people questions 
by all means, I probably shouldn't have fucking said out loud. Mm. Right. Uh, And, and I want an open, honest answer. That's it. I want an open, honest answer. So like I said earlier, I don't understand the whole pansexual thing. I asked somebody about it and I may have put it in a, in a way, but I said to them, I'm like, listen, I don't want this to be offensive, but I don't understand. Explain it to me. Yeah. I don't see a problem with that asking questions and, and understanding. But if you don't want to have the conversation, if you don't want to fucking, like you said, if you're going to fucking get it about it, Oh, well you're white. Why do you care? Well, go fuck yourself. I don't talk to me and you can remove yourself from my life. As far as I'm concerned, it's, it's about, it's about having questions, not making statements. Sorry, it's about having. It's about having conversations, not making statements. Yeah, and and as a thing, you ask me the question, I give you my answer. But your whole motive in asking that question was to ram your point down my throat after I answer. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'll listen as long as you want to talk. I'll listen, please, by all means, let's talk, because I'm not out to fucking force my opinion on anybody i just want you to hear my side the same as lebron james wants you to listen as all black people do yes the same as matthew stafford i sent you that article the same as matthew stafford wants you to listen he's white guess what guys he's white ding 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 he wants you to listen Mm -hmm. but the last time i checked he's also human right that's and that's that's the point yeah it doesn't make a difference That's what color you are. If you want to stand up for injustices, you yeah. you're go for it. And that, and, and to steal a, a line from Terrell Owens, that's my quarterback. I, whatever he does on the field and is very questionable sometimes. <laughs> the organization is yeah. questionable. Yes, but that's my quarterback. And when he put that article out and I read that article, I gained so much more respect for him. Because that's a hard thing to do as a white athlete who makes, his last contract was $130 million. It's a lot of fucking money Um, to stand up and, and say what he said in that article. Because it was true. Him and Danny Amendola, another white wide receiver, practiced on a football field in Georgia. I think it was in Georgia. And the very next day, went back. With some more teammates who were not white. He was kicked off that football field. Whereas the same security guard or the same security company saw him the day before and never said a fucking word. Hmm. What's the difference? I, I don't know if you've had the same thing because I know you've shared a couple things on, on Facebook now. Which you don't typically do uh, no. much. But you did. And I don't know if you had the same thing. I had some people who blatantly uh, you know, attacked me from my point of view. Um, but I also had people who private messaged me to show support and tell me, yeah, do it do it and i'm not saying that they're 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 scared or they're cowards or whatever but i know some of them are not posting stuff and sharing their their information and whatever online because it's hard every time i share something i think what's gonna happen next but i've gotten to the point where i don't give a fuck what happens next if it makes somebody change their mind then or it makes somebody listen just listen if it makes somebody listen or, 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 or learn something, then great. But, yeah, I've lost a lot of people on Facebook and probably in real life as well. Not that Facebook is real life, but there's some that I probably will never speak to again because they're complete and utter ignorance. Uh, and I don't mean having, like, a conversation. Like, there's a, a friend of mine on there that we've had a conversation and he completely disagrees with me, but he's still a friend on Facebook because he's not once attacked me for my beliefs and my thoughts. 
he shared his opinions and I've listened and I've disagreed and he's disagreed, but whatever, but you're right. It's no, I, I mean, conversation is good. Uh, yeah. it, it's, you know, conversation is what needs to be had. And, and I think that that's really the only thing that we can control. Yeah. Um, and if people fall off the wayside by, you know, just because of that, then that's fine too. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, maybe those are the people that are just not ready to hear it yet. Yeah. Uh, maybe they'll never hear it, but I think conversations are the only way that anything can move forward. And yeah. that's exactly what we're going to end up doing. Just having more conversations. Yeah. So we'll leave it there for now, yep. but thanks for coming in, kicking things off and driving through, uh, the, driving through the, driving through the, the old CV and, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll definitely do this again, man. Yes, for sure. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, brother. Bye.